Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is Saturnine Chalice. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, who is also our GM. This is a scenario that we are going to play all at once. Uh, it's normally about a four-hour game, so that's what you can expect. Uh, so relax, sit back, and let's begin our journey into the darkness. Matthew. Hi, thank you very much, Tom. So it is Wednesday, October the 7th, 1925. And our group is, let's uh, say, a bunch of ne'er-do-wells that for various reasons have come together, orchestrated by uh, Lucius Lucky Avril uh, in the corner. That's me. Uh, <laughs> to rob the, first, uh, the Arkham First National Bank. And things have gone a little off the rails. Uh, there was a shootout, one of your gang. There was originally six of you. Uh, Barnaby was a little trigger happy. He started firing in the um, in the bank just as things were going perfectly, perfectly fine. Um, it meant that you had to cut your your escapade short. So you've come away with about half of what you thought you'd be pulling out of the bank. Um, now it divided up into six duffel bags, and with the help of your getaway driver, uh, a fellow by the name of Garrett you've managed to fight a running gun battle out of Arkham and out into the wild lands west of the coast. Um, pulling off the Aylesbury Pike and heading north, you, your plan is to get towards the Canadian border. But after going through various towns, finding traffic starts to get a little bit, a little bit lighter, and then going through villages, it gets even lighter still. You realise that the police haven't been on your tail for miles and miles now. You are in the clear. So having parked up, out of the way, you've divvied up the money between you, probably taking a little bit of a snatch out of Barnaby's winnings and saying, well, this is your fault that you've got so little anyway and taking a bit back to distribute amongst the rest. You've gone your separate ways. So your three other cohorts, Barnaby, Roslyn and Garrett, have taken Garrett's van and driven off bullet holes and all in the car out on the van and driven off into the sunset uh, very much deciding do whatever you want to do we might meet on the other side of the canadian border it's it's up to you and then leaving the rest of you you three together to find another vehicle to head uh, to head up to the border with so first of all who wants to be driver i don't drive <laughs> I do the planning, so I can just sit up front, but I'm not going to drive. I'm an okay driver. Yeah. Not me. Warwick war could drive. I'll drive. I just, just as long as this goes smoothly, like you were saying, this was going to go smoothly, smoothly, Lucky. I mean, what's up with that Barnaby guy shooting off in the bank? I swear My. to God, we should have just shot him. We should have <laughs> shot him and left him there. I thought about it. <laughs> we got away with only about half of what we needed. And now we're going to have our, our pictures in the, the, you know, who knows? We got to just get, just keep going. Keep going until we get to Canada. Just um, hope Barnaby didn't kill anyone because, God, that's going to really get us in hot water. Well, we won't say anything about, you know, that he, I mean, he did it. We didn't do it. We didn't intend to kill anybody. Can't throw <laughs> us or put us away from murder. Let's just get to Canada and get out of here. All right, all right. 
So as as Warwick is the chosen driver, can Warwick give me a luck roll? Oh, luck. Mm -hmm. Luck, luck. Oh, luck. I don't have need to roll for that. Yep, start that off with 3d6 times 5. You know, I planned this whole fucking thing out. You've, you're certain you're giving me guff, and you luck. haven't even rolled your luck yet. <laughs> 55. Okay, so here we go. So 55. What do we roll? We, we roll 98 out of 55. Oh, that's perfect for me. Okay, um, in which case, the car that you find is maybe going to have some problems, but... What type of car do you want to try and get? Or vehicle, we'll extend it to that. So if you wanted to get something a little bit larger than just a regular car. Uh, should we just go with like a, like just well, a sedan? A sedan? A touring like car? A, yeah, like a nice touring car, Ford. Yeah. So some, something not particularly flashy, something that's not going to stand out, a kind of normal car that you would see around here. Though. Yeah. Okay. Black. Uh, there, there are going to be plenty of them, and indeed, they're all black. It can be any color you like. It's always black. <laughs> any, <laughs> any shade of black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're able to find a car without any problem, um, get it started, and drive off. Um, you're even lucky enough to find a uh, to find a car with a full tank of gas. So you're driving mm -hmm. on for probably what would be another hour or so. Um, you're passing through smaller and smaller villages, really kind of off the road, sort of off the beaten path type of thing. Um, yet the road you find yourself going down, you're going down a valley, so going from the south up to the north, and then the hills rising either side of you. Um, it doesn't even look like this is rural pastoral land or anywhere that uh, livestock might be grazing. It's completely left wild. There are the occasional copses of trees, uh, the occasional rock, uh, rock face that you can see. But the one thing that does stand out, that there does seem to be, the trees are at fairly regular distances going down the road, almost as if this has been landscape, this, is, this has been planned, the road down here. And as you're looking at the map, you're thinking we're well, kind of halfway between yeah, Horton and Wooten are the two villages that you can see here. You reckon you're about halfway between, so um, Horton behind you is about 20 miles back, and then Wooten ahead of you is about another 15 miles. But all of a sudden, as you're driving along without any problem, you haven't seen a car for miles, in fact, not even since you left the last village, you're the only car on this road. And it's coming up to late afternoon, so the, the sun is kind of arcing through the sky, and it's getting towards the horizon, which isn't too difficult, considering you're in a valley. I worry um, about a bunch of trees, so it's difficult. Yeah, they're already in the shade. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the car jolts. And then it, it kind of jolts again. And it's a very familiar splutter, spluttering sound. Uh -oh. it's, almost, it's almost as if you're running out of fuel, but the gauge still says it's on full. But with a quick tap, the needle <laughs> just goes straight down to empty. Yeah, it looks like you, uh, with with that remarkable luck roll, you picked up the car with the faulty fuel gauge. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Ah, dirty, rotten car. Uh, did any of you see a gas station anywhere behind us? In the middle of nowhere. It's 20 miles behind us. Oh, fuck. Maybe there's, maybe there's some little out of the, in the middle of nowhere little place. 
Maybe there's a farm or a farmer or somebody who's got some extra spare gas you can spare. Right, you can all give me spot hidden rolls if you like. So, uh, country types don't much like a city folk. Eighty-one out of seven. Oh god! I got a ten. <laughs> you are lucky. In which, yeah, in which case, lucky is indeed the lucky one. Um, with that roll, because I presume that's going to be pretty close to an extreme, probably. Um, oh, this is on my screen. Uh, that is a extreme. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So you're looking ahead. You notice two things. Um, the first one is that a little way ahead of you, the trees are a little bit further spaced out than this regular going down the road pattern. And you can see the reason why it's spaced out is there's a gravel patch off the side of the road that looks like it could be the entrance to a driveway hmm. and a nice little wooden pole and a, a mailbox sat on top of it. And following kind of the line of sight, looking past the trees, there's another small, it's not a small wooded area, but like a small copse of trees, um, about maybe 50 to 100 yards maybe off the, off the road. You can see what looks to be the point of a roof just above the tree line. Over so there, there is definitely there is definitely a building there. See it there? Yeah, right there. Okay. You got oh, pull, okay. pull over there. Yeah. Pull into the drive. Pull up the, the drive. Let's see. Yeah, I think we have out. enough gas to get there. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Yep, you are pretty much empty now, so you're just coasting to a stop. Right. Now if if you know, we'll just ask him politely, tell him that we broke down or that we're out of gas. No guns. Oh, no guns. Yeah, keep that big chopper of, of yours, Mark. Tell them we're businessmen going up north. All right. I could wait by the car. Yeah, that, that might be a good idea. Mm -hmm. you, right. you certainly haven't seen, like I said, anyone for 20-odd miles of road. And this is the first even remote sign of a building or any any people living out here. You mm. think probably if you did want to leave the car, you don't think anyone's going to come along and steal it, put it that way. <laughs> okay, all right, we can do this. Yeah, are, there, is there, are there lights on at the house? Uh, with an extreme, I'll say yes. Um, you do notice, even though, because it is October, it is fairly cold. Um, you don't see any telltale hint of like um, trails of rising smoke in the air, like from a chimney, but you can definitely see there are lights on. Okay, probably a gas light. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. kerosene. Yeah, his father's probably not electricity. Mm -hmm. Who's the most charming of us? <laughs> let's, uh, let's make this quick, boys. Uh, not most charming. Can't really I'm, a, okay. I'm kind of a nice average 50 here. <laughs> uh, I'm not very charming. <laughs> I'm okay. About 35. Really not supposed to compare our numbers because we don't, numbers don't really exist. <laughs> we can try. Oh, tennis. Go. I'll head on up to the, to the door, you know, kind of cautious. Unless they're, they're evil bastards, they're going to give us something, you know. Yeah. Bring them you should be polite. Just be polite. I'll hide it in like a bush. Who's the best looking up. of us? That's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Who's the best looking of us? Mm -hmm. uh, 
if, if you want to stash anything in bushes or in undergrowth, there is plenty of place to do that. So you, you've got any way you like, really. I don't think we need to do that, but we'll leave the guns in the car. Well, yeah. but I got mine. Yeah, but nobody's going to well, mm-hmm. But your Tommy can get We got it in a bush close to the house, but. Just, just mm-hmm. put it in the rumble seat. Still close. Yeah. All right, let's go up to the front. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you're heading up on mass. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll keep my, my my little piece on me because I got a nice little coat on. Mm-hmm. I'll keep my handgun too, obviously concealed. Okay. So you you are, you are going up there armed, but discreetly so. Yeah. Knock okay. on the door. So, yeah, the first thing that you see, uh, see as you head towards the driveway is the mailbox, which has the name Wayland written across the uh, written across the sign of it. And then the driveway, a gravel driveway, pretty much goes straight ahead through the trees and opens up in the middle of this, otherwise what would be relatively dense trees around it. Um, so you get an idea of this is the layout of the area. There we go. So you're coming in from the bottom and you can see that the road then, or the driveway then divides in two and goes around the central building. There's a fair gap between the driveway and the front of the house itself, where you can see there's this small uh, cobblestone path that goes through what once upon a time would have been a very well-kept garden. Uh, There looks to be small uh, small bushes or small shrubs that look like they would have formed the um, the edges of fairly geometrically shaped uh, beds of flowers. But... It looks like this place hasn't been tended to, or at least on the outside, for a fair, a fair number of months. Uh, so the, some of the bushes, some of the shrubs have got disintegrated or become overgrown. Uh, some of the flower beds have died. Some of the um, some of the beds until they started overgrowing their previous boundaries. It just looks a bit more shabby now. But you can see the path that goes up towards the front door without any problem. And as you get to the junction where the driveway starts to then circle round the estate. Uh, the building that's off to the top left and um, looks like it used to be a stable perhaps back in the day. Um, it now looks like it's been converted into a garage with three very distinct compartments, um, all of equal size that they have roll-up doors that look like they would have gone into a um, into like a stall for, exa- for instance. Uh, way behind the house, maybe if you uh, walk towards the edge of the um, the driveway, you might catch sight that it looks like there's a well right at the back. Um, And then the smaller structure that's off to the top right um, looks like it's a almost neoclassical, well, temple's a bit too uh, loaded a phrase, but exactly exactly that. It's a more, it looks like a mausoleum. In fact, the the doors are uh, very firmly shut in front, but yeah, you can see it's like a small family crypt. It doesn't look as though it could hold many, many caskets, no, but just it's, family. it's fairly nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, let's say there's pathways that then run from the crypt and the, uh, the garage run towards the back of the house. And the house itself, the front of which looks a little bit like that. Oh, so nice. it's, it's, um, it's an architectural style that's a little bit odd for this far north. Um, a French Second Empire style is more something you'd find uh, find down south um, in the states, but but it's a it's a nice little building. Uh, you can see the lights are on 
it's uh, yeah, quite nice little, um, nice little place, really. Completely in the middle of nowhere. Lovely. I'm sure these are fine, outstanding citizens. I would love to help us. Well, it looks like the place was once in a lot better condition, but, uh, you know, it's a long way away from the place. I like their style. Mm-hmm. You get some more money from these people. Oh, I don't know. We, we don't want to call any attention to ourselves, so. Yeah, I, I just want to get get on with my life, pay my debts off. We got a good sum. We got a good thing. I think right. we're in the clear. But I do kind of like your thinking because it's not a bad place to hide out. <laughs> it certainly, it certainly looks like a big building. Is there any movement inside? Can we see anyone moving around? Give me a spot hidden, Ron. What are you doing, Marv? Are you casing the joint? We're going to see if they're having a party on the inside. Oh, I got a five. That is definitely, yeah, that's an extreme. Oh, wow. right. I'll give you another screen share then. Okay. Hey. Looking to, looking towards the front of the house, you can see, obviously, the front door there. It's a, it's a covered veranda um, with the front door off to the left. But off to the right, you can see through the window, there is, there's a face looking back at you of a um, bearded, moustached man. But the with such a good role like that, you realize, no, it's it's still, it's it's not moving. And also that when you look down past the chest there, you realize it's a bust that stood on a marble pedestal, but it's looking out of the window right at you. That's, that just strikes you as a little weird. If you have a bust like that in a room, it'd be looking into the room. So that's a bit weird. You do see there is movement behind the front door. Um, it's a kind of stained glass art deco style uh, front door but it looks like someone is maybe stood on a ladder and that they're trying they're just slowly going up the ladder as if they're trying to change a light bulb or or something behind the door and the other last thing that you spot with considering you got such a good role right down the bottom of the picture you can see that there's that kind of blackish spot yeah it's about three four foot wide uh, roughly circular at the corner of a flower bed, it looks like someone's dug a pit. Now, it's, it's just by looking at it, it's impossible to tell how deep it is. But it looks like it's full of ash. That you can see lots of, of lumps of charcoal, but definitely burnt wood of some, some description. But wow. yeah, lot, just piles upon piles of ash buried in a pit. They, yeah, um, usually. Dump the fireplace ashes, maybe. That's weird that it's so close to their house, though. Usually, you'd want to yeah, make you that put a it out farther back, back. Yeah, yeah. in the corner someplace. Strange. Maybe they just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, maybe they're only only ones out here. It probably don't have to follow any sort well, of protocol. Let's go upstairs. That that's fucking weird. That face looking out the window. That creeped me out when I first saw it. Holy shit! Yeah. But it's just, a, just cleaning up in there. Maybe it's meant to kind of scarecrow. Anybody who might be coming up here think that somebody's watching them. Mm-hmm. I'm up and knock the... on the door. Okay, you have a Perfect. good loud. Not really hard because I don't want to scare the person if they're changing the light bulb. Mm-hmm. I'll stand behind him, like off his shoulder. Just kind of <laughs> yeah, and I'll stand behind Marv's shoulder. Yeah, a bunch of okay. cats <laughs> in an echelon. Hey, I'm watching your back. I'm lucky. watching your back. You read too many scary books. 
<laughs> as we call it, ablative armor. Freak me out. <laughs> There's, you hear a voice inside, um, a man, probably some, uh, probably slightly towards the older end of the scale, um, and you can see through the glass as well that he turns round off the top, uh, towards the top of the ladder, and he says, um, "Sorry, uh, sirs, uh, visitors. I'm a little bit indisposed at the moment. And the, the door is open, though, if you want to let yourselves in." So I open up the door. Does it open in or out? Uh, opens inwards. Excuse us. Uh, we uh, we were traveling up north. Our car ran out of gas. Um, we were hoping maybe you had five gallons you could spare. Ah, okay. The, the site that you're greeted by, um, you open up into what would be the main hall, main hallway. Um, you can see that there is a gentleman on the top of a ladder. Uh, he's dressed very much in what you would consider to be like a stereotypical butler's uniform, oh. maybe slight, slightly dated, but very much a very much a butler. And he looks a little bit like this. Mm. Yeah. So he's stood on top of the ladder. He's reaching up towards this very ornate um, electric chandelier, which hangs from uh, the ceiling in the middle of the hallway. Um, off to your left, there's a staircase which goes up to what will be the next floor, the second floor, and it kind of loops back round on itself to form a uh, to form a landing that you are immediately that you're immediately under. Um, everywhere here is mahogany panelled, so it's got a very rich dark coloured uh, coloured wood, but it reeks a little bit of money. This is uh, not uh, not cheap wood. Uh, that they've invested in here. There's also various water, um, watercolor and oil paintings. Uh, lots of landscapes that look like they could have been painted of the local area. So that you can, uh, places that would be fairly familiar on the way up, like, oh yeah, I remember that kind of rocky, uh, that cliff face. Oh yeah, I remember that, that group of trees. Yeah, this, this is definitely the, the valley you're in. And the layout of the house, you are currently by the front door. You'll say the double doors there by the front of the staircase. Um, you see there's also a phone and a small table um, attached to the side of the, stair uh, the staircase next to what looked like it could be a panel door, the kind of thing that would open up and then go down for a stair um, staircase down into the basement. And you notice there's two doors off at the far end. Uh, both of them are shut at this point. There is also supposed to be a door that's um, kind of immediately around the corner from the front door that would go into that room where you saw the uh, the bust that was looking up, uh, looking through the window, rather. But that gives you an idea of the the kind of bits of the house that you can see from here. Hello. He, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, he starts. No, um, he starts coming uh, coming down off the ladder. Um, as he does so, you can give me your choice of either spot hidden or electrical repair. Spot hidden here. Ooh, 006. Oh, nice. Oh, Even okay. <laughs> I was doing spot hidden. Um, I got a regular success on spot hidden. Okay. A, reg a regular then uh, will give you, yeah, there's, it's, everything's quite nice here. There's not really a speck of dust anywhere at all. It's been very, very well cleaned. Very, yeah, very nicely tidied. And also, kind of breathing in, you smell what uh, seems like, uh, yeah, definitely someone's cooking something. Probably stew, you think? Some uh, ni nice wafts of uh, very nice smelling food coming from deeper in the house. Uh, 
the two that have the extreme then, yep, this all applies to yourself as well. Um, you're also taking in the, the scene of this chandelier above you. And that's when you do a little bit of a double take. Um, you might not be experts in electrical or electrics or wiring, but you know, the, the wiring you can see occasionally it pops out of uh, from where it's kind of almost blends in very well with the metalwork, but occasionally it kind of frays away. But then in a couple of the lights, you see that the cable has def the wiring has definitely come loose. And you can see the uh, kind of the plastic covering, the insulation has come off. And there's a very definite gap between where the wire ends, where it's frayed, and where the light bulb connects. So how's the light bulb still on? Yeah, the old man, the old man gets down off his uh, off his ladder, kind of straightens himself up, and walks over to you with a smile and extends a hand and says, "Well, uh, well, sirs, um, welcome to the Wayland House. I'm the, uh, I suppose the butler. Uh, my name's uh, Limwood, Jeremiah Limwood. So, um, so you're heading. You said you were heading north. Yes, we're headed up to Canada on a business trip, and." Oh. Uh, guy who filled up our gas tank a while back must have chipped us because we only had half a tank after all and it all ran out we had, it ran out as we were driving just now oh that's that's really unfortunate that's, so uh... we were hoping that you might have a you know five gallons or so that you could spare we'd be more than willing to pay of course of course oh, um he, he kind of waves his hand and kind of closes his eyes and shakes his head no 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 um i I know the master of the house well enough that he would, uh, what he would say in this uh, this situation, that it's been fate that has dealt you an unlucky hand, and why should we profit on someone else's misfortune? If if we have any spare gasoline, you are more than welcome to it. Um, I know we've got some around here somewhere. Uh, see, we don't often leave uh, leave the house many times, so it's not something we uh, we normally think about if we do need to leave we normally end up just calling from the uh, from the Horton General Store and get them to run us up uh, a few cans um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly have a look around for you we'll either have some out in the garage or we may have some we may have some downstairs well, um, should we uh, wait outside or uh... oh not at all not at all um, not especially not this time of year it's gonna get remarkably cold out there um, please follow, come come through in here and he, he opens up the double set of doors that leads into that room with where the bust is and sort of gestures for you to follow him inside. Thank you. Right, uh, he leads you through into what is evidently a lounge. Um, it's all white panelled wall in here, so it makes the room appear very bright and very, very open. Um, there's a number of portraits around the room, or in fact, there's five of them. There's also, immediately off to your left, uh, there's a, a large piano with some sheet music that's already propped up mm. on the stand. Um, there's a set of four sofas in the middle of the room uh, that surround a square uh, coffee table. There's a small uh, glass ashtray perched on one corner where you can see a cigar is uh, lent in a groove, and it's slowly as this... Uh, little pile of smoke coming up from it there's also a fireplace on the, um, the far side of the room with a raging fire um, above it you can see there's a mantelpiece uh, with two can two gold what looks to be solid gold candlesticks flanking this wonderful uh, kind of french style ornamental clock 
the the dial is off or the clock face is off on one side and then it's this neoclassical female figure draped across the rest again all made in gold uh, the the portraits to give you an idea around the room uh, the one above the fireplace is the biggest uh, it's a beautiful lady in a white ball gown uh, nicely figure hugging she is she is very very pretty and next there's a figure which you think actually might be the guy in the bust for Martin or for Marv rather that saw him it's the same kind of uh, bearded mustached uh, fellow dressed in a uh, dressed in a smoking jacket with the same female figure above the fireplace kind of uh, looped around his arm then there's the next one is the man on his own in a well-tailored suit then the man again but with a young girl and the last one the young girl who's dressed in what looks to be university graduation gown holding her diploma evidently having grown up and definitely a resembler kind of father and son a father and daughter resemblance there and then there's a double doors off to your left which looks like they would go into another room from there but that's how the, the butler turns to you and says please please honestly make make yourself at home we're actually preparing for a party uh, later on tonight oh. so um, if, if it turns out that we haven't sorted out your fuel by then or we have to call to the general store to get some you're more than welcome to uh, to join us we, we can accommodate the extra spaces because we've got 20 guests coming so there's definitely plenty to go around well it's oh. uh, rather kind of you thank you Thank you. Thank you. Um, so make make yourselves at home. Um, any drinks? Oh sure, oh. I'll have a sure. bourbon. Is, is this the card over here? We can we can make our own drinks. Uh, no, uh, well most most of the drinks are in the, the materials are in the kitchen. So oh. so I said I could bring stuff through to you. Well, that's, so, that um, that would be very very kind of you. We've been traveling a long time today. He turns back to Warwick and says, um, "Bourbon uh, is." He, he looks a little bit confused. Or, or, or scotch, or whiskey. Whiskey. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, I was just or are kidding. We the... Yeah, you are in the middle of prohibition, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding. Uh, oh, just some water will be fine. Or if you have anything stronger, oh. that'd be fine. Okay, uh, def definitely we can we can certainly handle water, sir. That's that's not a problem. Oh, uh, when you say you. stronger, though, what 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 do you mean by stronger? Like um, a, a strong coffee, perhaps? Or very yes, yeah. Coffee that'd be good. would if work you, fine for me. Too. Yeah. yeah, coffee sounds oh. great. Coffee, okay, that's that's good. Um, and for you, sir, turns to Marv. Any wine. I'll, I'll take coffee then. I'll take coffee too, please. Ah, okay. Yeah, you, again, you look, you look, just this look of as if he's trying to process what you're saying, just as if he doesn't understand the word. But then, yeah, okay. Um, yes, I'll uh, three three coffees. That's say uh, that's that's an easy order. So um, I'll send my wife through. Um, my wife uh, Rosemary is the uh, the maid um, here. We've we've both served the uh, the Waylands for for a number of years. So yes, she'll um. She'll bring stuff through in uh, just a few moments. Thank you. Thank you. And, and he walks on out. Oh, boys. All right, boys. We only got away with about half our loot. Says, you see these gold candlesticks over here? I told you they have money. Oh, no, no, no. We're trying to make a clean start. Oh, we I got away. We but look, we have we got to see the situation here. And if the situation is such where... You know, they're out in the middle of nowhere. 
you got a party that that causes a big problem but uh the thing is is if sometimes things disappear during parties if we've got uh if we've got the means they don't know who we are they don't know where we came from or where we're going take keep your eyes open for an opportunity anyone else notice the chandelier yeah that was damn weird maybe some newfangled it might have been maybe it was wired from the other side maybe that one wiring came out and they just rewired it internally maybe 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 that's what he was doing when we came in he might have been trying to fix that in any case we want to have a comfortable life once we get up to canada so take advantage of what you can but don't be fools you know don't don't do it don't get caught did, did we is is it me or did, there was no smoke coming out of the chimney was there yeah there's a fire the optical illusion maybe we just didn't notice yeah maybe it's the fires burning a certain temperature or something i don't know and what's with the not knowing what alcohol is you think the people in this house would have some really fancy Ooch. They might be. They might be really following the law real strictly. They might be religious. They might be religious. Yeah. That's what Could it be. is. Maybe they think we're feds. We acted like he'd never heard the word wine before. I mean, religious people know what wine is. Well, that's true. So they ain't Catholic. That's for sure. Maybe there's some sort of wild, you know, anti-alcohol. Oh, who knows? That's fine by me. They're being Maybe fine. Maybe we should better us. watch our language, though, in the house. So that, what I do. I guess we're inside. I, we should take our hats off. I'm kind of uncomfortable that I left the uh, Tommy gun outside, to be honest. Well, oh, but yeah, you thought you Maybe you should go back and, pers- and, and, and secure that because we got a party. I have guests. Like under the couch? Could. No, I would just put it in the rumble seat of the back, uh, the yeah, back of the back. sedan. Close up the rumble seat; nobody'll see it. I don't want to leave it in the car. I'd rather have it close by. I don't know. This place is weird. It's weirding me out. I, I seriously doubt you're going to need a Tommy gun in this house. Look at this. I bet you the the master of the house is some old dude. And oh. we're not we're not looking for trouble. We've we've done our bit. We've got our money. We're just trying to get out of here. If anything goes, the cops show up. I'd rather have it close well, by. True. You never know. I'm going to go over to one of the candlesticks and do an appraise. Hey, yep. Give me an appraise roll. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. Mind you, too. Um, they are expensive. You are pretty sure they are solid gold, but you couldn't you couldn't put a price on it. But you know they're going to be pricey. I I'm, I'm heavy. Pretty heavy to go get receipt retrieve my weapon mm-hmm. um, did we see where he went he, he went back well, he out went, he went out the door and then turned right so he'd be heading deeper into the house um, in fact if you turn around and have a look um, you can see that one of the doors at the end of the corridor is open and that and that door the first door so the one that leads goes straight from the front door opens up into what looks like a library um, you can see that there's floor-to-ceiling leather-bound books in uh, so huge, ornately carved bookcases. 
Um, you can see the corner of a few what looks to be reading tables with books laid out and open on them. Nice. And then there's another door beyond that that looks like it goes into a kitchen, and that's where um, that looks like that's where he's gone. I'm gonna try to quickly sneak out back out the front door. Go get the gun. Kind of carry it back. And uh, before you go, before you go, I sort of grab a hold of you and I go. Look, I don't want a repeat of what happened with Barnaby at the bank. So I, I didn't. I'm not going to start shooting. That was him. All right. Well, I don't want any shooting. It's an insurance unless, measure. Unless we are ready to murder all these people. Look, we were just trying to pay off some debts, at least for me. Shut up. Don't don't want to be doing this. Like killing I'm people. Gonna do that. Such a pussy. And I'll try to be discreet about it. And I'm not gonna like walk in with the, like I'm gonna shoot somebody. I'm just gonna I don't know. I'll try to be quick too, I guess. Because okay. yeah. Yeah, um, you don't need to roll for this uh, because it's going to take them time anyway in the kitchen and then before they come back. So you have plenty of time to be able to get to the car. You can pick up the gun. Um, you can even have it in a bag if you want. So if you want to make it a bit more a bit more discreet. Yes, so like a, please. Like a duffel bag. No, you've got a load of duffel bags that should have been full of money by now and they're full of air at this, at this current moment in time. So you might as well make use of them. <laughs> and the one thing you do notice when you head out there there's a very definite chill in the air that wasn't there when you were out, when you were out previously. If anything, it almost feels like it's it could snow at any point. It's really getting cold and overcast. Wow, in October! Wow, it's coming quick. Hmm. Yeah, but we're up north, so it's nice out when you got here. Every once in a while, you'll get that snow in October. Hmm. Okay, and you uh, you leg it back to the house. And that point, say through the front, uh, through the front door. Um, you bring in the gun inside and trying to stash it, or are you stashing it outside? I'm going to bring it in, but keep it in the bag. And <laughs> do I remember being able to see space under the couch or one of the couches that I could like hide it under? Yeah, or, uh, probably easier would be actually back behind the piano because oh. that's that's far enough. It's deep enough that no one would see it unless they really bent over and had a look underneath the thing. Okay. I'll do that then. Somewhere where it's concealed, but keep it in the bag too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You thrust it under the uh, under the piano, well out of the way, and then return to your seat just as you hear a set footsteps coming down the coming down through the library and then through the hallway to um, towards the room. The uh, the maid, when she comes into the room, looks a little like this. So she has she has a she has a long flowing uh, maid's outfit that goes down to the floor, almost so that it gives it almost gives the illusion of the fact she's gliding across the floor. Um, the way she moves is very smooth and very yeah, kind of just it looks odd. Plus, with this perpetual grin that she's got on uh, got on her face as she's carrying this silver tray that she puts down on the table and just uh, just says quite uh, quite nicely and quite uh, perkily. Three coffees, gentlemen. Please enjoy. Well, thank you, Rosemary. Much. It must be Miss uh, Linwood. Yes, indeed. Rose- Rosemary. So I'm the, uh, I'm the maid. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at which point she, she nods and says, still with a smile, just glides back out of the room and then turns a 90 degree angle and goes down the, uh, down the hallway back towards the, the library in the kitchen. At a, at a precise 90. 
gliding. Wow, that's a mm-hmm. little interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's a little quirky. Mm-hmm. How do we know anything strange about her? Like, I don't know. Pretty much the, the way she moves and the fact the grin seemed to be completely static on her face, apart from when she talked. Um, I mean, not not impossible, but definitely um, odd. Yeah. We're out in the middle but, uh, of the country. These people are all odd. But the coffee smells fantastic. Yeah, how's the coffee? Really good coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really, really oh. is very good. There yeah. you go. Uh-huh. Complete yeah. with a wonderful mug. Yeah, it's. It's on par with some of the best coffee you've had. I mean, this this is, uh, to quote, uh, I think it's Pulp Fiction, this is gourmet shit. Yeah, this yeah. is, uh, this is really... Yeah. <coughs> Loving it. Good. Mm. These rich people, they know how to do it. <laughs> Probably imported from someplace. <laughs> huh? I could get used You're to looking good. like this someday. Yeah. What you think? I'm not really hot. Wouldn't mind that at all. Right. Um, Jeremiah comes back down the hallway. You hear the uh, the familiar steps of the of the butler, as opposed to the very soft uh, footsteps of the maid. Uh, he stands in the doorway, uh, looks in looks in at, um, at you three sat there or stood there, depending where we are in the room, and says, "Well, I'm I'm going to go out into the garage to have a, um, to have a look around, see if I can find any um, see if I can find any of that fuel for you." Um, you're more than happy to accompany me if you if you wanted to take a stroll, or otherwise, I'm sure the um, as per what normally happens with uh, guests of ours at the house, uh, you're more than welcome to uh, to make the house make make yourself at home. Really, uh, the only place that we um, request is that you don't uh, go to any of the rooms on the second floor, other than the bathroom, which is the last. If you do need it, it's the last door. Um, when you go up there on the landing, just because it's the bedrooms of the, say the, the master and lady of the house, they, uh, it's their private rooms. We don't want people uh, interrupting them. They uh, say the master and uh, Miss Veronica are um, somewhat busy at the moment, but uh, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll be down at some point. Oh well, thank you very much, um, guys. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you and help look if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yes, uh, certainly can. I've got a bit of a leg problem, so I think I'll, if it's okay, I'll just stay here. So, certainly, if if you wish to, that's that's not a problem. So, uh, take take a seat. If take take a load off, as they say. Thank you. All right, Jim. I'll go with them to the garage. Okay. Um, in which case, if you'd like to uh, like to follow me, I'll uh, say take you take you through. Then we'll we'll take the uh, we'll do the inside route rather than go around the whole of the outside. It'll be a bit. Be a bit warmer that way. Definitely. <laughs> mm. Okay, so he leads he leads them out. Going back to uh, Lucky then, as you're left alone in the in the lounge. Anything you're doing while they're gone? Well, as soon as they're gone, I might take my coffee and start strolling about. I'll mm-hmm. uh, I'll step outside. Uh, you said there was a library. Yes, that's in I'm, fact where they're going through the library at the minute. I see. Well, if they, as they go through it and, and leave, then I'll sort of walk that direction. I'm kind of trying to assess the value of things in the house and what might be liftable and what might not. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly, I'm not going to do anything at the moment, but I want to see, you know, that's what I do. 
Okay. Yep, you can definitely give me an appraise roll then when you go in the library. Jeez, my appraise is sucking tonight because I got a 73 and I've got a pretty good appraise, but it all looks nice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the library itself, as, as mentioned, floor to ceiling, mahogany bookcases occupy all the wall space other than windows and doors in here. Um, there's an extensive, and even with a fail, you are still a bit like the candlestick. You're thinking an expensive collection of books here, um, most of which are leather bound. Topics range from mostly seem to be circling around the occult and theology, but there's also um, history and philosophy in here as well. Uh, there's a number of gaps in the different book um, in the different bookcases, and you realise because there's a whole load of books which have been left open on a series of reading desks, which are collected together to form this big central uh, uh, rectangle of different tables put together. There's also a lectern uh, at the far end of the room, a mahogany one, where you can see. It looks like it's positioned as if someone was addressing the window. So again, if they were looking out of the window and curled around the flat part of it, you can see what look to be wings of a bird. So definitely feathered, um, grasping the corner. So if, as if there was some kind of uh, decoration on the on the front part of the lectern that's point that's facing out of the window. To, to keep the book open so that the, yeah, when you're, when you're <laughs> reading, I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna walk over there. That looks like maybe the most important of the books. I'll, uh, I'll go. Oh, there isn't a book on the lectern though. But oh, if you want not, to have, but if you want to have a look at it though, no. Uh, it's a little bit too big to put under my jacket, but it's. Uh... <laughs> One second. It's rather beautiful. Yeah, I mean the the craftsmanship on this thing is very nice. It looks a little like this. Oh, beautiful. Uh, you can give me um, your choice of spot hidden or appraise. Um, all right. I'll do either one. I got a nine. No, I got a oh. six. Sorry, six. <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. In which case, you might notice the symbol on the... Yes, scratched onto it. Um, the eagle itself, so the rest of the unit is mahogany, but the eagle is made of, well, it's made of something that's been painted black. But then this symbol has been scratched into the into the breast, revealing that underneath it looks like it's made of lead. Because you can see this grey, uh, shiny, yeah, grey, shiny metal underneath. But yeah, definitely someone's, maybe with like the end of a compass or a knife, perhaps, they've carve this thing into it right i'll probably uh just out of curiosity sort of put my hands on the lectern and try to lift it if it's lead it would be incredibly heavy mm -hmm. so. it is pretty darn heavy yeah. but the whole thing is on wheels so it can be moved right yeah just want to see how heavy it was <laughs> it's heavy it's expensive usually mm -hmm. um I'm going to look around at uh, some of the books. Maybe I'll sit down if there's like a place to sit. And loads of chairs. Whatever book is in front of me, I'll I'll sit down. I'll I'll flip. I'll if it's open, I'll sort of flip it closed mm -hmm. to see what the the title is, and, mm -hmm. and flip it back to the page that it was on. Okay. Yeah, you, you have a look at the as you say the title and what's in there, and it becomes fairly evident that all the books that are open are dealing with very similar subject matter. Hmm. Um, they're all 
open at passages discussing uh, discussing at the depiction of angels in the three main Abrahamic religions. Mm. So the nine choirs of the uh, of angels in Catholicism, the invisible messengers of Protestantism, uh, the Malachim in Judaism, uh, the Malachi in Islam. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that. But yeah, the the subject matter is all the same. Angels. angels. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Angels. Some they must be a religious family. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just I'm going to sit and and flip and just enjoy how beautiful the building is. And the oh yes, it's a it's a nice building. It's a nice place. So these people uh, have so much money. If we walked off with some of the stuff, they probably wouldn't even notice. In fact, because you rolled so uh, so well on your spot hidden for the uh, for the eagle and the lectern, I'll give you I'll give you something else there. It looks like there's certainly plenty of books which have been taken off the shelf and put down on the on the table, but there's also a few extra holes. So there's some other books that have been taken out of here but aren't present in this this particular room. Mm. They must be somewhere else in the house. Probably or, took them to the bedroom or something. People <laughs> enjoy this stuff. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. right. I don't say think Marvin, much of it at the moment. Yeah. Say <laughs> so Marvin Warwick passed through here anyway. And then you head out into the into the kitchen, where you see that there is a large central island workspace, uh, where there's a whole plethora of vegetables which have been cut up, um, ready to be put, uh, ready to be cooked. There's uh, meats where various animals have been, say, skinned and been uh, cut and diced. Um, nice. There's also, say, various workspaces that go around the edge of the room, plenty of cabinets and such. This huge range cooker that stood at the uh, the far side of the room. Uh, where you can see the maid is uh, probably stirring these two large vats full of what you think is is the stew, where this wonderful smell is coming from. Uh, you can give me spot hiddens as you go through here as well. It's just lovely. 88, I'm oblivious to most things. I think I feel too. Yep. So yep. good. Okay. <laughs> That's fine then. As, yeah, the, so the smell is fantastic. You mean, it's really... This is something that someone's put a lot of time and effort into into cooking this. And there's there's spices and herbs that have been thrown in here to really accentuate uh, accentuate and really bring out flavors. I mean, this this is going to be this is going to be nice when this uh, when this banquet's served. And given the size of the vats, yeah, it's there's definitely more than twenty people she's cooking for. Um, the uh, the butler leads you past two doors on your left, which you think probably go into like a pantry, a storeroom as well. And the door immediately in front that he opens up opens up into a little bit of an odd room. Um, it kind of implies that the section of the back of the house, which you presume are probably going to be the servants' quarters, was originally a separate um, separate building entirely from this part of the house. But instead of just having grass in between, it looks at some point that someone has laid a concrete found uh, basically a concrete floor, which has then been completely painted white. So it's quite, again, quite clean in here. Um, put a roof over it and then two walls at the end where there's two doors. Immediately off to your right, lent up against the wall, are what look to be the flat pack remains of a couple of uh, different four-poster beds, uh, two large wardrobes, um, a sideboard, uh, like a vanity table. It looks like contents of at least a couple of bedrooms have been stacked up here. And they've been they've been stood there for quite some time. There's quite thick layers of dust on uh, on pretty much everything in there. 
doing some remodeling here. Oh yes, yes. Uh, ahead of the um, ahead of Miss uh, Miss Veronica's um, endeavor, she needs some space upstairs, so we had to uh, we had to clear out a couple of the bedrooms. Endeavors. Yeah, I'm. Um, he kind of pauses and then looks at you again with a kind of raised eyebrow. A little bit of that confused look that he had when he was trying to work out what alcohol was. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not too certain, sir. It's mainly the um, the master of the house and uh, Miss Veronica are very, um, very much into their um, esoterism and uh, very much the uh, the more stranger things in life. If you get my if you get my meaning, sir. Um, I'm not particularly versed in any of that uh, sort of thing, but yes, I understand. She she basically needs the extra room upstairs. I see. Okay. Uh, he leads you over to the left-hand door, which then, say, he opens up, so you've got the path which goes from that door across to the garage. And it winds through the little bits of, again, the garden, which look like they've seen much better days. And, yep, yeah, he goes over to the garage. Uh, he goes straight for the door that's on the left, so the three rolling doors at the front. He goes to the, say, the left-hand one and rolls it up, it isn't locked. And there, sat in the garage, is something that, uh, if you had your getaway driver here, he would be, his jaw would hit the deck at this point. Uh, what you find is a 1913 Rolls-Royce 4050 HP. Uh, this is the model that would later go on to be called, uh, be called the Silver Ghost. Uh, this is a phenomenal car. Wow. Yeah, lots of chrome uh, chrome finishing on here. The, like the dashboard is completely chrome. It's only a two-seater, uh, but you've still got the storage at the back. Um, it's open top, so the um, slightly slanted uh, glass at the front. It's a crank, so you do the uh, the crank motion at the front of it. Uh, there's a series of workbenches that run around the kind of the side and the back of the. Uh, of the car, where there's various tools and such for uh, for maintenance of the vehicle, if they needed to do anything, um, and there stood right out in the open is this wonderful red uh, two-gallon can. One of the things I found learning this is that they don't call them jerry cans yet because that came in this, during the Second World War, so it's just a two-gallon can. So he goes over to it with a uh, kind of triumphant look as it um, gestures towards it. There we go. Uh, there we go, sirs. I knew we had some around here somewhere. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, who picks it up? I'll, I'll grab it since I'm the driver, the okay. new driver. Immediately you are aware and have that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach that you just picked up an empty can. It is far, far, far too light. Oh, I, I like lift it up, I shake it. Anything? Like, you maybe hear a drop move in there. Oh, if that. Not even a quarter gallon to kind of. Uh, yeah, you, you, you'd pretty much, it would be a single drop that you could squeeze out of this thing. Uh, if that. Uh, he, uh, does, he does look at you with this uh, plex. Look, is something something wrong, sir? Yeah, there's, there's no gas in here. This is uh, no petrol. Oh, oh that's, uh, that's, 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 doesn't sound right at all. Oh, um, you think there might be some in the car here? We could take a little bit out, and then 
get gas and then come back to replenish it? Um, but there, there might be. I mean, I, I don't drive myself. Um, you, you're more than welcome to, uh, to have a look. Oh, certainly will do. Uh, is there, if, uh, I look around, is there like a little hose that I can stick down there and... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, um, if you have a look around, you can see there's what looks to be a hose sticking out of the, uh, as if it's fallen and then it's kind of half in, half out from the bottom of the car. Okay. Hmm. You, you just have to kind of bend down, reach, reach under yeah. a little bit and pull it up. I'd be, I mean, I've got a pretty decent uh, drive. I'd, I'd probably know my way around if I put the little yeah. hose that I could, sure, I could like. Get a siphon going. Okay, so in which case you you bend down and and grab this. I mean, you have to call it, get down on your knees and pull uh, yeah. pull it out. It's, it turns out it looks like it's a fairly long bit of hose that goes right the way under the car. Okay. Um, as your eyes follow the length of the hose, on the other side of the car, you can see two bare feet, fairly slender, toenails cracked. The skin's almost marble-like. It's almost grey with these black veins running through it. And then running up the ankles, you can just see this black mess on the skin as evidently there is someone on the other side of the car stood, presumably looking in your direction. Oh, pardon me. Excuse me. I kind of come back out trying to be polite. I don't want to startle anyone. No worries. There's just the three of you in in the garage. There was someone just on the other side of the car. I didn't see anybody. um, Jeremiah goes round the other side of the car, um, has a look round. um, He kind of bends down, picks up the other end of the hose. uh, Just, just this, sir. Well, I, I believe you. I'll walk around the car just to kind of take a look at myself. Mm -hmm. See anything? He thinks. Uh, the other end of the hose, but other than oh. that, no, just the three oh. of you. Sorry, I could have sworn me, I saw. You can give me a sanity check. Yeah, <laughs> 68. What's my sanity? Ooh, I passed. Okay, yeah, that's maybe a little unnerving, but trick of the light, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back under the car and, and get back to work and get, mm-hmm. get a, try to get like a half gallon out or something. Okay, uh, you, start, uh, you start sucking and. Yep. Yeah, you, you get pretty much what you think might be a mouthful, and then there's just air. Oh, no, this... Yeah, this this is a pretty much empty car. Oh, dear, dear. Yeah, the uh, the master of the house hasn't left uh, hasn't left for some time. He must have uh, must have slipped his mind. Um, I can get my wife to have a look round in the in the basement to see if she can find anything down there. But otherwise, uh, just in case. We don't have anything down there. I think it might be advisable. We we need to replenish our supplies anyway. I suggest we call the um, the general store. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say hmm. they're not too far away, are they? Uh, Twenty miles uh, back to Horton. It's uh, we have an account at the general store, so we, we'll, we'll take care of costs. Like I said, because we need we need to refuel. Uh, we need to refuel anyway. So this will this this will be on us. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Really appreciate that. Okay. And which point he will. So lead you if you want to head back into into the house. Before we go, can I? While he was doing all of that, can I have like glanced around and maybe looked inside the car as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, like as I say, it's open top, so you can see everything in there. 
Um, indeed, it doesn't look as though it's been used for a fair while. Uh, there is a fuel gauge, uh, which is pretty much sat on empty, that's uh, that's in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks there's a little bit of dust in here, like implying again that it hasn't been used for a while. Um, the tires probably could do with a bit of a uh, bit of pumping up. Um, as you're also looking around as well, taking in the wider scene, you can also get a bit more of an idea of what's in the other two uh, bays in the garage from here. Um, it looks like someone's been doing a hell of a lot of woodwork in the next uh, the next bay across. Um, you can see basically stacked bits of timber. Um, they're all white pine um, that are all laid up in one corner. You can probably catch the side of a bench and some uh, some tools like saws and other um, vices and other bits and pieces. And then beyond that, because you um, this definitely once was a stable you've got a clear view once you're inside that you can go down the whole thing it looks like the last one's full of gardening equipment so you can see like the corner of a, a lawn mower uh, there's a what looks to be a chainsaw hung up on the wall uh, various other bits and pieces of normal gardening equipment so nothing that really stands out of the ordinary hmm. so Jeremiah what's all the uh, woodworking in the next bay making something Oh no no that was um, the uh, the master of the house say brought uh, brought in some uh, carpenters to do some of the uh, the preparation work that was uh, I mentioned uh, Miss Veronica would need some room upstairs apparently they had to have some uh, they had to do some remodeling um, redecorating for at least uh, at least one of the rooms and it all all had to be white pine mm. he was quite insistent on that the the the, the material was very important. Hmm. Is that found uh, in this area? That that wood? Um, probably not uncommon to find it around here. It's certainly not like it's a really rare uh, wood wood type. But yeah, I mean, we um, this is Jeremiah again. So yeah, we found some local carpenters to do to do the work. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Well, thank you for uh, checking for gas for us. Appreciate that. No. No problem. As I say, um, bro, the, my wife will be uh, entering into that stage of cooking where she's just uh, sitting around and waiting for, uh, for the process to pass. So I'll uh, see if I can get her to have a look around in the um, in the basement and see if uh, see if there's anything down there. Thank you. I lean over to Martin uh, and in a lower voice, like I could have sworn I saw somebody across the bay here, watching us, just standing there. Really? You sure. Yeah. Just losing it, their fingers. Uh, it's not likely to see things. I, I haven't been prone for that. This is coffee I'm drinking. Damn good coffee. You think they put something in their coffee? I haven't seen any. I'm not seeing things, so no. I don't know. It's probably weird going on in this house. It feels strange. Yeah, I just want to get the gas and get out of here. Yeah, as, you, as you say about there's been strange things happening, as you're heading back um, out the garage now, so you're looking at the house in its kind of side profile, you can see that there's what presumably would be above the kitchen that you passed through. There's a balcony, a rear balcony, that extends from one of the upstairs, um, one of the upstairs windows. And having drifted over the edge of the balcony and then run down the side of the house, sand lots of sand working its way through the uh, the tiles of the roof beneath it and then gathering in uh, in piles on the floor underneath the windows that would be immediately below it 
and just as, even as you're walking, there's a kind of a gust of wind and a few more trickles of this sand run down off the balcony. Oh, you see, it doesn't make any sense. And there's no sand around here. It's not like a, a sand duny place. This, so this is sand. Lord. Mighty bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah, what's um, what's all that about? That's uh, strange. Oh, he he looks up at the balcony. Oh, we'll, we'll probably have to rake that again. Yes, uh, Miss Veronica apparently took a great deal of time to make sure that the uh, the level was quite uh, quite precise. Two fingers deep, she said. Two fingers deep. Mm-hmm. Two fingers deep of sand. Sand. And is is that a, a typical lay uh, replacement for a carpet? Oh, I don't think she'll be using the room for quite some time, from what she was saying. But apparently, that's the uh, the specification that she said for the balcony and the the room inside that it connects to. Has to be two fingers deep. I've never heard of that in the house to pour sand on the floor. That's what an unusual practice. <laughs> we had uh, we had to uh, put wax between all the floorboards and the. Uh, the outer door to make sure that none of the sand ran through into the uh, the space between the ceiling and the floor for the uh, for the first and second floor. Yes, it was uh, quite, quite time consuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strange that you would need to do that. Okay. He he shrugs slightly and says, uh, "Not my um, not my place to uh, question the uh, question the endeavors of uh, Miss Veronica." Or, or the master of the house for that matter. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Marv, you know, the, the wealthy can afford the two inches. Like, my home, it's usually just one inch. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yes, he, just kind of, he just kind of, uh, not narrow his eyes slightly, but definitely in almost an inquisitive method. He stops and leans into you, waiting for you to catch up a bit. What, what, what would you use a room full of sand for, sir? Not quite certain. We're still trying to figure that one out. Oh, I can't see he's... a sandy room in a house. <laughs> he he, he smiles and heads back in. Okay. Right. So, at which point, as he leads you back through into the uh, back towards the lounge, you'll pass uh, Lucky reading in the in the library. In here, boys. Hey, Lucky. Yeah, no uh, gas out there, Lucky. We searched everywhere. Linwood, I uh, hope it's okay. I was looking at some of the books. You've got quite a beautiful collection. Always, oh, well, not not mine, sir. Yes, they're definitely the uh, the masters. But yeah, you're, you're more than welcome. Like I said, to make make yourselves at home. Just don't don't break anything. So, uh, any luck on the gas? Nope. Not in the gas can. Not even in the car. Dry. So they're going to call down to the to the local local store, the general store, but it's 20 miles away. I'm not even sure if they're still open for today. Yeah. Oh, they'll, they'll be open, sir. I mean, we have, uh, we have an account with them. They'll, 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 they'll answer when we pick up. Well, they'll okay. rather, yeah. Well, we don't want to so, so much intrude. When, when does your party start? Oh, that uh, be about uh, eight o'clock. So a couple of hours from now. Yeah. In fact, as, uh, as Warwick's looking at his, uh, looking at his watch, um, you notice that there is a bit of a disparity between your watch and the clock that was on the mantelpiece in the lounge. Oh. Um, your, your kind of—it says on yours it's about 
probably yeah about six o'clock you think yeah, so def it. definitely getting dark uh, whereas the clock in the lounge at about half past five uh, your your watch is definitely still going you can hear the ticking your uh, clock's a bit off oh uh, well, I have to I have to tend to that it's uh, one of those uh, eight day wines so it yeah. uh, should only be wound once a week I thought uh, yeah. I thought I'd done that one of these anyway, days I'll have uh, we'll have watches that clocks that you never have to wind. Yes. <laughs> one day, one day. Wouldn't that be the life? <laughs> Your imagination, lucky. Well, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying so, Linwood, this is not a very bad place to get stranded for uh, for a bit of time. Uh, oh, there are, there are certainly worse places, sir. Yes. I mean. Um, <laughs> So what sort yeah, of uh, what sort of uh, people are the the uh, Whalens? Uh, you said there's a Mister and Mrs. Well, uh, Mister and Lady of the House. Um, he he kind of takes it a breath and holds it for a second. Yes, Mister um, Mister Wayland. Unfortunately, his dear wife passed away um, a number of years ago. Actually, in um, uh, giving birth, unfortunately, to uh, Miss Veronica, his daughter. Um, she's interred in the um, in the crypt uh, we have outside. The uh, the first of the uh, residents to um, to take up permanent residence. Um, yes. So Miss, uh, so Miss Veronica is his daughter. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ah, I see. makes sense. Is this her? Uh, well, actually, we're in the library. Mm -hmm. Point to the pictures on the wall, but that's in the other room. Yeah, in the lounge, you could refer back to them. The picture in yeah. the lounge is that the uh, is that him and his daughter. Yes, yes, and uh -huh. obviously um, the uh, former former Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Wayland uh, above the fireplace. Hmm. And how long ago did Miss Mrs. Wayland pass away? May I ask? Ooh, um, best part of thirty years. I'll oh, say as old as uh, as old as uh, Miss Veronica is. Oh wow! Okay, so so died just around childbirth. Uh, in, in in childbirth. In childbirth. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. That's that's a horrible, sad shame, but it's not that uncommon. Um, Indeed. So she's around thirty then. Yes. And he's what sixty? Yeah, I believe he's. Uh, I've never really seemed uh, to ask. It always seems to be quite a. Uh, a very personal subject to ask one's age. <laughs> well, so, yeah. But you're, yes, you're he, just he, a servant and all that you don't ask personal questions. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah, I believe late late fifties, early sixties. Well, uh, we'd like to thank him for his hospitality. If uh, you, you, he'll he'll be down for the party, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, certainly. Yes. Yeah, um, he does look a little bit confused again. Almost as if he's trying to remember something, but as if he's you kind of you got to get that impression as if it's like where do I put my car keys? Kind of look on his face. He's he's a bit absent-minded. That's yeah. It's probably the whole the huge party he's preparing for. He's got so much mm -hmm. to think about. May we help you uh, with anything, Jeremiah? Uh, I realize you're probably really busy. I mean, we could at least uh, help you with whatever. Oh, that would. Um... He looks a little bit conflicted. Uh, that would be—I certainly wouldn't. 
I wouldn't want to impose. I don't want to uh, put guests to work. <laughs> That's the last thing I uh, would uh, would want. But um, oh. if if you insist, um, I can think of a I can think of one or two things actually that could uh, could do with helping out with. Sure. Um, yeah. The the main thing would be just to have a check over the um, check over the dining room to make sure that the places are set correctly. That the uh, the number of right forks and uh, plates are ready and such, and just to make sure I've laid out enough spaces. Um, in fact, actually, if you, you know, if this remarkably imposition, I don't want to. Uh, it almost, yeah, he, he stumbles a bit over his words. But if you if you did want to uh, make some space space for you there and get the extra couple, few extra chairs in, then that would also save some time. Well, if you want, well, if you certainly, want to do certainly, Jeremiah. Oh, if, I, if I start looked in the basement for that gasoline that uh, you're going to ask your wife to look for, I can I can do that. Oh, um, yeah. if if you're sure, uh, sure, sir. Yes, I mean, I'll, I'll take your. Sure I'll, I'll, I'll go with I'll, Martin. I'll go with Martin to look for the gas, and uh, while we can uh, uh, help with the set the table. Oh, I'll help, okay. yeah. Right. In which case, then, uh, first of all, then Jeremiah heads out into the hallway to open the door to the basement to show you where it is. He says, um, again, please be careful down there. The light switch is just inside, but occasionally some of the electrics can be a little, uh, a little odd down there. So right. we have to, we have to get someone in to rewire this, and and the chandelier as well. There's a there's a few bits of, uh, few bits of odd wiring in the place. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Feel free, free. If you need any help, just call. We should be should be able to hear you from up here. And then he turns around with Warwick and opens up the other door that's next to the library entrance, and that leads into the, di the dining room, where there is this long table um, set for the minute for 22, so that you have 10 on each of the long sides and then one at each end. You can see at the end there is this huge long sideboard um, that looks like where all the, all the cutlery and all the other accoutrements would be. Um, along the top of it, there's a series of or look to be small, um, small animal statues. Um, I'll get to those in a those in a second. The sideboard is again mahogany. Uh, the table is lovely and plush. Everything is silver cutlery here. Nice. Uh, there's wonderful plates that look as though they've never been used or haven't been used in a long time, but have been obviously cleaned and put out here. <clears throat> Give me a spot hidden roll. Ooh, 39, that is a pass. Okay. Right, you have a look around here. So those animals that are on the far uh, side table, they're all what would be always considered safari animals. They're about the size of your fist or slightly larger on average. You can see like elephants there, there's uh, tigers, lions, there's a big prominent giraffe. And one that stands out from all the rest, it's the only one that's on a doily and it's turned and it's looking out of the window. It's an ox. Ox. And it looks a little bit like this. Again, painted black. And if you have a look around, around the base, you can see that something's been scratched into the evidently lead material on that front, pla on that front plate. Huh, how weird. Yeah, it's been misplaced. Here, let me go turn that around. So I'll tr line it up facing the, the way everything else is. Make 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Points in points into the room, so not an issue. Yeah, it's about it's again about the size of your fist. It's fairly heavy. Obviously being made of solid solid lead, it will be. Yeah, you can turn it without any problem. It's on the say on the doily so it uh, it doesn't scratch into the wood either, which is nice. The other odd thing that you see is that there's these wonderful th uh, three large silver candelabra that run down the middle of the table. Um, all of them with long, thin candles that are um, that are lit when you uh, when you go in. Huh. Lit so soon without the guests here. That's odd. Yeah, and none of them are burning down. You can Bad. see the can you can see the flame. There's no sign of wax dripping down the side of them. It is literally as though they just came on the minute you open the door. I. I put my finger kind of close like like a half an inch away from the flame is there is there heat you can feel heat damn this thing sorry back at the door then to the basement um lucky and marv um say so there's jeremiah issues there there's the uh, the steps down there sir um so if, if you need anything just give us a shout we'll we'll hear you up here Oh, thank you. You're muted. Let's just talking really quietly. No. <laughs> uh, I flipped the light switch on. Uh, Mav, you go down first. <laughs> this is the thing you're not supposed to do in these games, is go down the basement. It's the brains of this operation. I'm the brains. You go down first. All right. All right. You. Okay. Be careful. Be careful. If the power goes out, you don't want to fall. You can see the start descending, yeah, slowly. Okay, um, it's not so much of a switch; it's more of a, like a drawstring uh, that you pull. But yeah, you give it a ding, and light comes down. Um, light comes on down at the bottom of the staircase. Uh, it's a fairly basic wooden staircase that heads down. But as you go down to the bottom, you can see that yeah, it's turned on the lights, or rather, it's let the power come to all the basement. But some of the lights down here are flickering. Um, you've got long well, strip bulbs which are down here in various, but kind of they're positioned along the rafters above, which support the the ceiling above you. Um, and occupying what you think by the look of it looks like the footprint of the floor above, minus obviously the servants' quarters at the back because it is a different structure originally, so the basin doesn't run all the way through. Um, there is a sea of crates. And also, occasionally, you can see. Oh, that's a wardrobe in the corner. Yeah, that's uh, that looks like another bed that's seen much better days. It seems to be the accumulation of furniture that's been replaced over the years. Stuff that maybe has been broken and put down here with the intention of one day being fixed when they get around to it. Um, and just various other bits and pieces down here. Uh, a few, a few of the crates are open. Um, in fact, you can see just off to uh, to one side. You can see what looks to be a doll's house uh, sat on top of one crate. Uh, the crate looks like it's the lid is very slightly ajar, and you can see dolls and uh, little teddy bears and such in the in the crate itself. So yeah, probably lots of Veronica's toys when from when she was growing up. That that sort of thing. The accumulation yeah. of uh, generations of stuff. Yeah, there's little walkways where you can kind of navigate around these blocks. They're they're kind of sat together in a, in a floor plan. It'd be like three by two or two by two. They're stacked 
in most cases no more than two crates high so they just come up to about kind of chin height so you can see over them but then obviously when it's three high you can't see all the way and various patches of the basement start coming coming on into light and then off into darkness again but as you you're both stood at the bottom of the staircase now over in one corner which you think would correspond roughly with the corner of the lounge where you were shown into you can hear something it sounds like crying do you hear that do you hear that yeah i, I hear you hear that too hello yeah no response. i start to walk in that direction okay hello? so sounds like you're you're taking the lead then yeah okay. i'll follow Okay, you start you start heading in in that general direction and you go around a couple of these boxes some of them are a bit close together so you have to kind of go around both on your side or side step between them and you can tell definitely it's an area where there's three high so it's you're gonna to have to get around the corner to really right. see what's what's around there but again about halfway across you think you hear that there's actually the sounds of two people over there one of them's definitely crying the other one almost sounds like burbling or yeah almost like a baby baby noise but but sounds like someone older and behind you from Marv there's a sudden creak of wood what do you do behind me mm-hmm. uh, I'll put my hand on my handgun and turn quickly to see what that was okay you turn to find all the crates that are immediately behind you, all of them are open. Uh, just this line of teddy bears and dolls looking at you, and a jack-in-a-box pops out of a crate next to you, and pop! <laughs> and rocks back and forth. Trying to do sanity rolls. <laughs> yes. Give me a roll. <laughs> Fail. Shit. <laughs> Fail. Okay, it's only one point. There are only teddy bears and a... Uh, very well-timed jack-in-a-box, but how the hell did the crates open that quick and who put, well, how could those dolls and teddy bears be positioned like that? I think my response would be is I would pull my gun and point it at the mm-hmm. stupid thing and start looking, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> What's going walking. on? I put my hand on your gun and I just sort of like push it down, push it down. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. There's some weird shit going on in this house. You can hear that crying definitely continuing behind you. There's still someone in that corner. Okay. I'm going to turn around and go around the box to see who's in the corner. Okay. I'm going to fall my gun out still, like, at the ready, because mm-hmm. I'm freaked out now. Mm-hmm. You get around the corner, and this is definitely an area where the lights are flickering. For a second, you can just about make out the fact there are two people slumped in the corner, the, um, the very corner of the room. Uh, probably no more than an arm's reach away from what would have been a small little window to the outside world that's at the top of the uh, top of the wall. The light comes back on. The butler is laying in the arms of his wife, the maid. His eyes have rolled back in his head and it looks like there's blood running down the side of his eyes, out of his nose and out of his mouth. And he is the one that is making this gurgling sound. His wife, Rosemary, is sat there crying, but 
Tears can't flow from eyes that she's ripped out of their sockets. There's just this blooded mass around her face where it looks like she has then clawed the way down her face. And she is sat there making this terrible wailing sound. The light snaps out again, almost as if you think the bulbs burst. And when it flickers back on again, the scene is stationary. They're still there. Their bodies look like they've been there for at least a year. Sanity check, please. You mean they're dead? Oh, they are very, very dead. 97, is that a pass? <laughs> I'm imagining not. <laughs> I got a two. Marv Marv just about keeps his shit together. You lose one point. And for uh, Lucky, yeah, that's a uh, D4. There it is. I'm happy I'm setting the table. I only lost one point. Okay. I guess I've seen some things. Yeah. And these these bodies look as though they've definitely this is coming up close to a year you think they've been down here. Alright. I'm backing out though. Okay, you start backing out just as you hear this kind of <sighs> sound from somewhere deeper in the basement. We'll cut back to Warwick. So you're upstairs. Um yeah, the um the butler pokes his head into the um into the dining room, says uh you managed to find everything. All the, all the rest of the other spare plates are in the uh, in the sideboard. Oh yeah, I think I found them. So the, so the is it okay to do two additions on one side and one addition on the other since it's an odd number? Uh yeah, certainly. I I probably can, uh, if you wanted to leave room for an extra uh, on one side as well. Obviously, don't set the place for someone who doesn't need it, but just yeah. so it, it's just so it lines up so that uh, everyone can see directly across at another guest. Okay. So I'll set up four additional spots. Perfect. It, the, the candles are really weird. It, it's it's like those candles aren't, they're not melting. I was surprised to see them all lit. Usually, wouldn't you like them just before guests arrive to make sure you don't burn your candles out so quickly? He looks at you a little bit, again, perplexed. Uh, afraid I don't catch your meaning there, sir. Uh, oh, just, just the candles. Eh, it's okay. Jeremiah, it's all right. I got this. Okay, which which case I will um, I will leave you to it, sir. If you need me, I'll just be in the in the kitchen. Alrighty. <laughs> so I'll I'll set things up as nicely as I can, mimicking everything else, and then I'll kind of sneak over to the kitchen and peer in quietly, trying not to be observed. Okay. In which case, there are a couple of things then that you spot before heading over there, because you've gone over to the sideboard and obviously pulling out the other plates to set the, uh, and also the knives and forks needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is a ton of silverware here. I mean, this this is, again, just loading loading your pockets full of this stuff, You'll that'll be like a payday. So definitely more, more hints of money. Um, you also find that alongside one of the other, kind of the end cabinets of the sideboard, there's this wonderful set of crystal glass decanters um, and basically the fine drinking vessels like um, like highball glasses, uh, champagne flutes and so on, pitchers and wonderful decanters that are completely empty. Oh darn. That it looks like there's been all of the all of the booze that would be in the house you probably think would be here and there would be bowl indications of the number of decanters, quite a bit of it and it's all gone. 
but you say you had after, after having seen those you head over to the kitchen through uh, to have a look through the door um, I'm not going to ask for a spot hidden roll um, or anything to or even a stealth roll to see if you're unobserved you can just be fairly quiet and they won't turn around and see you that's not a problem um, you can take in a bit more of the scenery as you're not passing through uh, the kitchen now so you notice that there's a few other things that maybe strike you as a little odd um, the first one is that central island uh, workspace where there's lots of vegetables being cut up there's a couple of boxes perched on the edge of this, um, the island where it looks like there's a pestle and mortar between them as well but it looks like they're full of powder yeah. which it doesn't look like spices or herbs it looks just a little bit out of place as if someone was grinding up something to make a powder Oh wow! Like like maybe an ashen powder, like it's sort of a white powder, like like stone. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Maybe um, salt, flour, or or, uh, or sugar. Maybe. maybe would... a bit, you need to go up. You need to go up and really have like a sniff test to try and work out what it might be, or or another type of um, analysis. But also, as you're looking around, one thing you can't see is why it stands out. You can see the pots. On the stove you can see a roaring fire in the fireplace in here as well where there's a pot uh, suspended over it where's the coffee pot that should have uh, that should be used to have made your coffee earlier huh interesting well, yeah. well, i'm and, sure they must have put it away and cleaned it up but... in which case as you're looking over the stove uh, looking as uh what's her name rosemary uh, is stirring the pot. Um, as she turns away to chop up some more vegetables on the uh, on the counter, you spot movement from the stew pot. A rat pokes its head out of the stew, looks over the edge of the rim, uh, the rim of, the, uh, of the pot, and then jumps out, covered in this steaming mass of stew, and runs across the floor and goes into the open door of the pantry. Oh, God. Oh, smells wonderful. Let me let me do a power check. Oh no no I I don't. What what did you look? There's a rat in the soup. She turns uh, she turns round. Um, that smile still uh, on her face. Uh, sorry sorry you, you you okay sir? There is a rat that just came out of that vat. It, well, uh, a rat in a vat. A rat in a vat. Did you see that? But the, the smile starts to kind of crack around the edges slightly. Um, I'm afraid I didn't see anything, sir. Um, what, what, a, a rat, you say? Yeah. Is there like little little paw prints in the in the sauce that I'm sure it was doused in? Oh yeah, and, and the little paw prints are steaming look, as there's bits of look, stew all over the place. There is paw prints. It's still steaming. Oh, I, uh, I better go and have a have a look. Um, which point she she heads off into the into the small pantry. When she goes out there, I look her. Is there like a ladle? I kind of stir the the vat a little bit. Okay, I roll one d six for me. One d six. Okay, I roll. Oh, well, there's a one. Okay, one other rat pops up, <laughs> runs up, runs up the spoon, runs up your ah! arm, and then jumps off onto the floor. Jesus, this is it's. What's going on here? What, what's in this? 
it looks like well chunks of maybe beef um, lots of gravy lots of uh, stock it's and various it's still alive things. it's running it ran mm -hmm. up the spoon it's this this isn't good this is these rats not beef rats. there's no there's no sound coming from that uh, from that pantry anymore rosemary is there anyone else in the kitchen oh the butler seems to have gone okay as i'll walk towards her and, and as i guess i'm gonna pass the powder i'll take a closer look okay that. um give me a int roll to see if you can identify oh okay i ooh, i got a 13 and intelligence is 85 ooh, that's a extreme okay yeah, you are fairly sure that this is some kind of incense that's been made here. Um, you can catch various different uh, smells. There's uh, the first one seems to be contents is myrrh, cinnamon, and galangalal. Uh, the next looks like it's a combination of uh, frankincense, storax, and agarwood. Oh, and they're in separate containers. Yep, two two particular two different boxes, and each with a pestle and mortar next to them. Now, do they look similar or identical? The boxes are pretty much identical, but so the contents is a thing that differs. Uh, they're fairly ornate as well. Hmm. So maybe once upon a time might have been a cigar box, but has been repurposed to hold this powder or this incense. Very interesting. And I call out to Rosemary. Rosemary, are you in there? She does not respond. Okay, I'll take a handful of one of the incense and put it into the one the other one, and I'll take a handful of the other incense and put it into the other one. Just, so you've got to cross crossing the streams. Just to be a nix nuxer, because I don't like any place that's going to be feeding me rat. So then I okay. go on. I'll go on over into the uh, into the pantry where she disappeared in, and like open the door slowly. Rosemary. Okay. Uh, you see inside there, there's the rat. Uh, Rosemary isn't immediately in sight, but you can see there's some fairly sparsely populated shelves here. I mean, there's only a handful of cans. Um, either they've obviously got through all their stocks preparing for preparing for the dinner, but they've not left much else for afterwards. Um, you can see looking down, at, um, down. There's obviously there's no one immediately in front of you, but the the little trail the rats made's gone round behind the door. And peering round, the first thing that you spot is the rat sat looking up at you, sat between those two grey feet with black veins running through them, that as your eyes follow up, you look past the naked figure of this woman in front of you that has this distorted face with this mouth that's open full of um, huge teeth. Her eyes have been gouged out and this ripping flesh goes down the side of her cheeks and down her, uh, down her neck. Her hair is wild and over her face. You can give me a sanity check, please. Yeah! 53. So I think, I think that's a pass. Dear God, uh, I, I jump back. Uh, okay, fifty-six. Yeah, that's a pass on the sanity. Right, um, you don't lose any sanity though, um, but you can give me a roll. Certainly. 
which die? Uh, percentile. This will be for me. Percentile. I like players to make then. these rolls for me uh, when this when this situation uh, occurs. I rolled a fifty-eight percent. Okay, that is. Or what I rolled on the sand, or a second that was second. I rolled a fifty-six for sand and a fifty-eight uh, additional. That's fine. So the second roll is is for me. I like I like the players to make this uh, to make this roll. Um, she succeeds in her skill. She has a skill of ninety percent. Um, now you can give me a con roll. Oh, uh, con. Oh, not too good. 60, 42. 42 out of sixty. Okay. And lastly, three d ten. Oh no, it's three. Oh, that's it's just three. Days. Okay. So eight, three, that's 11, and two is 13, 13. Okay. First of all then, she opens her mouth and she starts to uh, do this inhaling sound, which is the sound that you guys hear even downstairs, that it feels like it almost fills the house when she does this sucking in. Uh, As she does that, you are gripped by almost this, the most intense pain you have felt in your life. Uh, the, passing the con roll means that you can still act and you can still move, but you can feel these tendrils of light starting to rupture out of your eyes, your nose, your mouth, and your ears. And with each beam that is sucked into her mouth, you can feel your oldest memories of who make you, you, your memories of your childhood disintegrate lose three uh, that many d10 that you lose that's how much int you can cross off your sheet oh my god wow ouch and we can hear this from downstairs yeah like Uh, kind of like a roar of wind sound yeah the the main as you're looking around the reason why you think you can hear it is because the fireplace is on the floor above you the chim uh, the vents continue down into the basement so you're hearing the sound carried down through into the, effectively another fireplace, which is down in the basement. Okay. And you can hear this one coming from the direction of the kitchen. And I think at this point we're trying to get the fuck out of the basement. Uh, and I'm trying to get the fuck out of the kitchen. Or the pantry. You are still able to act. Uh, basically, you are fighting through the pain. As you pull yourself out of the uh, pantry, uh, the light just seems to snap back, or at least it's cut, and you can feel at least no more of your memories are being uh, being drained out of you. Because staggering through the kitchen towards uh, towards the hall, that's the point when Lucky and Marv um, kind of suddenly burst out into the hallway from the steps of the ba- uh, the steps of the basement. What the hell's going on? Yeah, we we need to get out of here. This is not good. This this R- Rosemary is the thing and the mouth and teeth and she's dead and no, we, calm down fingers we what did we you saw see? rosemary and and uh and uh jeremiah downstairs they were dead the, the, they were just up here or yeah the the while they're talking i'm gonna run and go get the tommy gun and pull it out of the bag <laughs> you can we're, we're getting the fuck out of here uh, Jeremiah's in the in the hallway, or not in the hallway, rather the uh, the lounge. He's just dusting the um, the chairs. So um, they're, they're a problem, Mister. Uh, I can't remember your name, sir. Um, obviously, looking towards Marv. We just stay where you are. There's ghosts in this house. I'm going to ignore him for a moment and retrieve my firearm. 
Okay, yeah, you can you can get the gun. He looks a little bit perplexed. Uh, what, what, what are you getting from down there, sir? Uh, uh, just don't don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, um, I will I will proceed not to worry about it, sir. Uh, once I've gotten it, I'm going to hold it and turn towards him and then say, mm-hmm. "You can't explain to me why I just saw your dead body in the basement." He just blinks at you in this kind of perplexed. Uh, that'd be um, that'd be correct, sir. I can't explain that. Yeah. Right. Rosemary, uh, uh, in the kitchen, is not well. You, you hear a voice behind you. Yes. Ah. And ah. stood as if she's come out of that second store, uh, that storeroom, rather the one next to the pantry, but the room next door to it. She's got her head cocked to one side with a smile. Uh, who, if I'm close to either one of them, I'm going to take my hand and kind of open. Okay, so pretty I, solid. I, yeah. Actually, what, what, what in the world is going on here? Are you people a voice, ghosts? A voice from the stairwell, uh, so from the stairs above you, accompanied by a series of footsteps coming downstairs. Um, a female voice says, "Well, oh, we're preparing for a party." Are these like Halloween tricks or what? Um, or what? I'm afraid I don't understand. Uh, there's a young lady stood on the staircase, looking down. Um, looking down at you. Looks a little bit like this. Miss Wayland, I presume. Yes, uh, she's dressed in a fairly nice black dress. Um, looks very much like a morning dress. Um, the only thing you think you should be missing would be a hat and a veil uh, over her face. But the curious thing about her face is that she's got ash running down her forehead from where it looks like she's rubbed a whole load of it into her hair. And it's then trickled down her forehead and down the rest of her face and there's bits uh, cluttered on the dress, down by her breasts and so on. Mm. She's stood on the staircase. She said, I thought I heard um, that Jeremiah said that we had some guests. Um, let me introduce myself. Uh, Veronica Wayland, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. You said, what, what's going on here? We're having a party. So uh, the guests should be here in, uh, in a little while. The things don't seem to be quite right here, Miss Wayland. There, there's, 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 well, there's rats in your soup and there's, rats. there was a dead person in your pantry that was standing. and Dead people in your basement. This, uh, she looks over at Jeremiah and says, uh, Jeremiah, would you care to explain? He's just standing there looking dumbfounded and says, I'm afraid I can't explain, miss. This is the first I've heard of it. Well, uh, were you able to get a hold of the store, see if they're going to bring us some gas? Uh, I, I can make the uh, make the phone call now, sir, if you wish. Please do. Oh, please do. And I'll go with him to the phone to make sure I hear a conversation oh. going. Okay. Um, give me a spot hidden roll as you're heading over there then. Uh, ooh, 23. Nailed it. That's a hard. A Right. In which case, he picks up the... It's one of those where it's the handset that's on a cord. Uh-huh. So he picks it up, uh, taps the uh, little receiver. And you hear, indeed, this female voice over the handset that says, uh, Operator, how am I direct your call? Um he replies with, yes, um, Horton General Store, please. Okay. One moment, caller. 
and it's again, it's got one of those trumpets that he speaks into. And you do indeed hear a conversation that's taking place between what seems to be like the general store owner um, and the butler. He apologizes, the general store owner apologizes for the fact that uh, we haven't got any immediately in stock, but we can send out the boy to go outside, uh, basically go to the petrol station, fill up, and then head over to your place. He says about, yeah, shall I uh, put it on the regular account? Yeah, that's it's all good. It seems like a perfectly normal conversation. Until the point where your eyes follow the cable down and find there's an inch gap where the cable has been eaten through and that there is no cable running from that phone. But you can hear the conversation. I lean over to, to Marvin and I say, we're in a house full of ghosts. Something's, this, this is beyond anything I've ever seen. You just touched them, they're solid. That, uh, that phone's not even connected. We, we saw them dead in the basement. Well, why does this woman have ash on her head? Why does that? that what are the teddy bears and dolls all turn towards us? When uh, when he's done with the with the phone mm-hmm. call, I'll pick up the phone and try dialing that number I saw him dial again. With no, my it's to put through to the operator because he has to have uh, you have to be connected. So yeah, then the you hold it up. And indeed, you hear the same female voice. Uh, operator, how may I connect your call? Oh, hi. Oh, operator, I, I'm terribly sorry. I, uh, what's the date today? Date? Yeah. What? It's, I, uh, my... it's today. Yeah, what, what, what's, what day, though? This is, uh, what's the date? I, I'm sorry, I, I, I misplaced the calendar, and it's important for me to get the precise date. Oh, it's the, the 26th. Of uh, September. September, September twenty sixth. What, what year? What year? Well, nineteen twenty four. Like it's been for the last nine months. Nineteen twenty four. Oh, uh, how unusual! Well, thank you so much. Uh, no problem. Uh, did you wish to? Did you wish me to put you through to anyone? Uh, no, thank you. No problem. That's... Did you overhear that? That's... That's... It's... A year ago? A year ago. What's something... This this is like this whole place is out of shift. That, that's, that's fucking insane. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. You just, just go. We need to go. Uh, oh, muted, Marvin. I think here. So yeah. shocked, Marvin's. His lips are moving, but nothing's coming out. <laughs> he's he's get back to your house. He's, Let's he's go back to the <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for your hospitality. We're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. You sure? I mean, the, it must be only about an hour or so to the uh, to the party. Well, no, 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 that's okay. That's, that's okay. It's it's freezing though outside, and it's twenty miles to the store. That's fine. That's it, fine. That's a day. That's a day hiking in freezing temperature. In that's fact, survive outside. I'll I'll give you this to you without a spot hidden, Rob, because you're in the the call's got several windows off here. The minute you say it's cold outside, you see the first little bits of snow, right on cue, fall from the sky. Oh my god. 
shit. Yeah, if it, it was like two or three miles, we could do it. But 20, you're talking even on a road, that's that's a day hike. There's no way we could walk it. We'd freeze to death. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. um, we'll be in this study. The, yeah. uh, the library. The lounge. The lounge. Oh, the lounge, okay. Um, Veronica says, well, I, I can I play the piano. I was actually getting ready to, uh, to do a little bit of playing later. I can always uh, provide you with some musical, uh, musical or background music if you wished. Oh, no, thank you. It's all right. Just don't mind us. We'll be over here. I'm going to okay. walk up to me and say, I want to be outside still. Maybe we should go check out that crypt. What did we drink? What was the coffee? Hmm. There was know, no coffee pot I in the I think that we all should just stick together in a corner somewhere. I think we should be outside. I don't want to be in this house. Even it's if it's cold. Like it's like it's 30 not like below it's just zero cold. It's <laughs> freezing. It's like we'll be dead in a few hours. Cold. It's snow in a minute. Jeremiah, do you have any spare coats? I'm sure we probably have some down in the basement somewhere. Um, probably some of the old old coats that uh, we don't use anymore. Um, although, as he say, as he's saying this, particularly as you're saying about the snow getting worse outside, again, as if on cue. It's starting to turn into a blizzard out there. It's suddenly coming out of nowhere. This is crazy. This Besides Marv, they're dead people's clothes. You don't want to wear yeah. dead people's clothes. And it's also apparently September of last year, somehow. What the hell is going on? Something's wrong. Something's... I think maybe we're hallucinating, but... Maybe we could go to the garage and, and just hunker down out there. At least it'll be away from the party. It's going to be just as cold inside there. Yeah, but they, they have like garage doors. It'll be cold, but it's survivable. And it'll be away. I said, well, let's just go in here. Let's just sit down. Don't eat the food. Just... There were rats crawling out of it. We drank the coffee. I know what was in it. It tasted delicious, but I don't really want to know. But I kind of do want to know. Yeah. yeah. As, you go in, as you go into the lounge, then, you are the only people in there. You can hear Rosemary heading back towards the kitchen. Uh, you can hear uh, Jeremiah heading back into the dining room, presumably to uh, polish a few bits of uh, silverware. So you're, you're alone in here. You can see that, cig uh, that cigar is still looks like it's just been lit in the ashtray hasn't burnt down at all i'm gonna walk over to the piano and see what piano music is on it okay uh, fairly standard classical music so there's a bit of mozart there's um, beethoven there's some bach yeah standard is there anything stuff. open at the moment uh yeah the uh uh kind of what the translation is now um uh Ina kleiner nacht music oh, okay. the um mozart piece yeah I think it's Mozart. Um, bum, 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 Maybe pick it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice big fat cigar. Looks like it's just been lit. Like the candles. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah. it was when you walked in here about probably an hour or two ago now. You can see that clock on the um, mantelpiece is still saying half past five. And I'll look into the dining room. Are the candles still lit and burning away at the same mm -hmm. height candles, I bet? Oh, yeah, you can see the little uh, flame flickering slightly. Not a single drop of wax has run down the side of any of them. We're stuck in some sort of ghost house. 
But, but it had ashes out front. That lady, she had ashes in her hair. I've I've got an idea. If this if this is this has got to be an illusion. Maybe the snow is some sort of weird illusion. I, I'm I'm just gonna run out to the main road before we we came in the up the driveway. I I got to do this. This has got to be an illusion. I'll come back and get you if if it is. So I I just go to the front door and I try sprinting to up out the driveway. We walk. Okay. Um, give window. me a. Give me a dex roll. Dex roll. You got it. It's got to be an illusion. It's got to be an illusion. 78. Oh, <laughs> 65. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's not so much you slip and slide. Um, as you open the door, there's a figure stood there that was just about to knock on it, and you bundle straight into him and go down on a, uh, basically a pile on the floor. Um, when you start pulling yourself up, you get a look at the guy. Um, he's dressed in a linen suit. Um, he had a nice, uh, nice cane that he had by his uh, by his side, and has uh, or had a fedora that's now uh, flown off. Um, he looks a little like this. So a fairly nice-looking guy. A bit hard to tell his age. Maybe he's in his, or well, maybe his thirties, maybe his early forties, maybe even his late twenties. It's uh, yeah, kind of kind of hard to tell. But he looks up at you with this uh, degree of surprise that someone who's just been barreled into, like they've been in a suddenly dropped into the middle of a rugby game and then hit the ground. Um, he looks up at you with some surprise and says, Oh, um, hello to you too, sir. Oh, pardon me. I, I, uh, welcome to the Wayland Estate. Ah, today's prize trick question is what's today's date? It's part of a game we're playing for the party. Today's day? Ah, it's the 26th, I think? Of? Or is, or, is, or is it the 7th? I can't remember. What month is it? Uh, September. Or and it the October? year? It's, uh, it's either 24 or... Is it 24? Might be 25. I, I kind of lose track about these things. I'm a, I'm a very busy man, you see. Um, oh. he, he extends a hand. Uh, the name's Lester. Lester Goodman. Uh, Warwick, Warwick Linton. Uh, nice to meet you. Please come in. Ah, oh, pleasure. <laughs> right, he um he follows you in. I didn't realize that uh, Augustus had got himself some more staff. Oh, not staff, just a, a guest, a temporary guest. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, Please you're my pleasure. So you're you're here to uh, wish Veronica well on her uh, well her spiritual journey. Because she's not going to be leaving the house for 18 months, is she? <laughs> Something like that. Uh... Oh, good good to hear. So um, he, he closes the door behind you. So how do you know the Waylands? Oh, so you're, uh, Lucky and Marv can hear this because you've rushed over to the window to go, where is he? And then hear him still in the hallway All right, with so another we, person speaking. We've sort of walked over to the door and we're looking out. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh well, we were just sort of passing through town and stopped by, and they were—you know—their hospitality is so wonderful, and it was just uh, quite one for. Oh, I think um, Jeremiah is right around the back here. Mm -hmm. On cue, he comes out of the dining room. Uh, big grin crosses his face. Ah, oh, Mr. Goodman, how pleasure, pleasure to see you again. It's been too long. 
He um, smiles in return and says, Ah, yes, yes, indeed, Jeremiah. Pleasure to see you again. As they strike up conversation, I open the front door and I start bolting towards uh, up the driveway to the main road. Right, you start running. Um, We'll go back to the window and look out. Watching. Okay, um, you can see then that there is, so you're going past the bust of what is evidently Augustus and you're standing either side of that. Um, As you are close enough though, you will actually notice something about the bust that you couldn't see from the the interior of the room. And looks like there's something again scratched on this as well. Looks a bit like this. So scratched into the the knot of the tie of the bust. Again, is another one of these presumably symbols of some kind, revealing that the bust is also made of lead. Hmm. Just painted black. Now, as I think you've seen a few of these, uh, at least Lucky has seen two of these now. You haven't seen the ox in the other room. You can give me an occult roll. Just Lucky. Uh, Marv can do it as well. Um, probably looking for a hard one as you've only you've only seen one of these things. I've only got five in occult, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, one million shot. Got a 10. Do you want to spend the luck? I want to spend the luck. I'll spend five points of luck. Okay. Are you familiar with what a sigil and a cameo are? I know what a sigil is. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the quick and dirty overview then that you've maybe read this somewhere in a, maybe in a magazine or a book. Um, maybe actually even f- uh, flicking through one of the more general occult texts that you were reading in the library uh, that just had a section on angels that it was opening at. So you were then flicking through and seeing right. some of these. Now, a cameo, also known as a magic square, is a grid of numbers that when you look at across them, horizontal, vertical, and diagonal, they all add up to the same number. Okay. Now, each cameo is tied to a particular planet, um, a bit like in um, alchemy, that the there are various, the major planets. And given that these are carved into a lead item, that would correspond with Saturn. Now, you this cameo of Saturn looks a bit like this. Okay, so each direction on the main grid at the top adds up to 15. Now the correspondences of Saturn are things like warding, um, imprisonment, placing obstacles or barriers um, across things, something to hinder a goal or an opponent. Now, to make a sigil, you start with a circle that you put over a number which corresponds with the letter of a word that is directly aligned to the correspondence of the planet that you're trying to invoke. So in this case, if we were to think of any word in general, or a word that would associate itself with a concept like water, for instance, and you wanted to do the word wet, or W corresponds to the number five. So you'd put a circle on five. You'd then move, probably this is a bad example with uh, E also being in five. You would draw a line to another part of that five 
and then you would draw another line which would correspond over to the number two. And as that's the end of your three-letter word, you would then put, or the end of your word, it doesn't just have to be three letters, you would then put a perpendicular intersection across it to mark the end of your the end of your line. So it would be, in this case, five, five, two would spell out wet. Now, the symbol that you've got could go in various places, but to put it in context, that's the symbol that's being carved onto the bust. And then, so it starts with a six, goes to a two, goes to a one, goes back to two, then to one, then to three, then to three again, and then finishes at five. So where it's been highlighted, those are the potential numbers or the potential letters that could correspond to make that word. Now, in a, in a normal, if I was running this at the table and was having people uh, sat down and work this out, which they have done <laughs> repeatedly, um, they, you'd be able to work it out. But as we're online and we've got a bit more time constraint, um, if you want to try and solve what it is, you can give me an int roll. I've got a five. Oh, oh. yeah, easily then. Right, in which case, uh, as you've got good enough, you can actually work out what this means and the one on the lectern means. Uh, the word on the bust is obstacle, and the word on the lectern is prison. And as you're looking out at this thing and thinking, this this is kind of ticking through your head, you're watching Warwick run outside into the snow, which is falling like a wall of white upon him. And as soon as he heads into the garden, he almost disappears from sight. So, first of all, Warwick can give me a navigate roll to see if you can get, uh, well, at least see if you can find roughly the right direction to head in. Listen, Mav, if he doesn't come back, we're splitting his dough. I'm staying just on the road. I'm not being crazy cross country. Uh, there we go. 64 out of a navigate. <laughs> to navigate of 15. <laughs> okay. So you, you are, as you say, you're sticking to the path, but you're, you're starting to take it as you run outside. You're suddenly realizing you can't rely on just instinct and memory alone. You're having to really go as crouch down low and work out, yeah, I'm still on the path. I'm still on the path. And as you're going forward, this snow and this cold out here is intense. Uh, roll me 1d3 plus 1. 1d3 plus 1. 1d3 plus 1. Okay, here we go. That's, oh, great. That's 3 plus 1. That's 4. Okay. Well, that's 4 damage the first round as you start to feel your fingers freeze. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm turning and booking. I'm, re yeah. Run away. Run away. Okay. As, in which case, as you turn and run, thinking, holy shit, I've got to get in as quick as I can, I've got to get in as quick as I can, you still feel the pain of the cold outside, but it's no longer biting. Oh, as that's if, really not good. That's as really if good. Your, direct, your intention to turn around and run back to the house has saved you from the cold. Huh. But it's not like frostbite sitting in that fast. That, that would be a bit, a bit fast. Yeah, I, I forgive, mm. regardless, to the house. 
Yep. Run you away, run away. Rush in through the front door and um, sort of slam the door shut behind you. But yeah, your fingers are, you, they almost feel like they're frozen. Uh, oh, it's a freaking serious blizzard out there, guys. This is, like, where did it come from? It, it was, we drove here just a couple hours ago and it wasn't this bad. We saw you run out into it and get inundated by the snow. Just, where did it come from? Go sit by the fire, wipe your hands. Yeah. Oh, I go to the fire. Just, does it feel warm? My- New England storms. Hey, see, uh, Warwick, when you were looking around the house, look at this. And I go over to the statue, and I say, old uh, old Letty here, he's got a, some sort of a sigil on his uh, tie. Um, I think, if I recall from some of the things I've done, it, it's, it spells out obstacle. It, and then, are you showing me the sigil? Yeah, I'm, I'm, turning, I'm I, turning the bust around so that you can see it. I've seen this before, uh, something similar. Well, there's that's a, this, this, this one over here. Oh, wait, that's in the other room. Um, there's it, one in the other room on the lectern. There's one in the, in, the, uh, in the dining room. I turned around. Can you read them? Well, I can try. I think I'm getting this right. This one here says obstacle. The one in the other room, I'm pretty sure it said prison. But uh, oh. here, take a look this... at this one. Dining room. Jesus, I want to yep. go out there. All right, I'm gonna go. Well, keep an eye on me so that like something doesn't jump out and eat me. Oh, I'm coming with you. I'm holding the Tommy gun, just scanning constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Le- Lester, who's sat on the sofa in the uh, in the lounge with you, uh, is just looking at the kind of Tommy gun, kind of cock- cocking his head to one side. Says, "That's a nice piece of hardware you've got there." Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, added security. Oh, good, good. I mean, it's always having security around here is always a always a good good idea. You never know who's going to turn up here. There's a knock at the front door. Perfect timing. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. I'm not the butler. It's not our job to answer the door. <laughs> I won't stand up, though, in like a ready position. <laughs> Still no, pointed to the ground. No, yeah. uh, in which case, you hear the butler. Um, he leaves the dining room and heads down the hall, opens the door, and then you hear, basically you hear the sounds out there first. It's like, oh, Lester, how good to see you again. And then there's the reply of the man who's sat in here but you can hear him out in the hallway and this person comes inside so there are now two Lesters one sat in the chair one stood in the doorway they both look at each other and almost at the same time ah hey Lester nice to see you again how have you been doing Jinx can you give me sanity checks please oh my god what the fuck going on (laughs) 27, passed it with flying cars. Passed. So he's got a twin. He's got a twin. I've, I've, I've been getting unusually good rolls tonight, so it, it makes sense <laughs> that I got a triple zero. Oh! oh no. it's, it's only one point, though, so at least you, you, you failed the one roll that isn't too bad. <laughs> but yeah, a, a, a doppelganger down to the dress, down to his suit. That's weird. Twins? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm going to go check out the. You said it was a bull. 
Yeah, like a, a big ox, a bull, uh, in the in the dining room here. I, yeah, I, I fixed it. It was facing out the window for some weird reason, so I just turned it around with all the other animals. Take a look. It's right there. I'm carved on it. Yeah, I mean, you, you find the uh, the ox, as pre as previously shown, and the, the symbol that's on that one, to give you an idea of what this would look like. Gosh, these are the kind of puzzles I love. <laughs> well, this this is only this is only four letters. So if you want to have a go at solving this one, you can do. Uh, starting at two, huh? Yep, starts at two, ends at four. Five. Bind. Yep, that's it. That was quick. Bind. <laughs> Five. Mm -hmm. Prison. Five. Five. Some sort of a magic spell. Wait a minute. Is were all of these items facing out of the house? Yeah. Yes, they were. What happens if we just face them all into the house? I've already done that with the one in the dining room. Maybe we would release these. Are things. there more of them? Yeah, good idea. We'll start searching the, the house together. You can, you, can together. All give, you can all give me a navigate roll. Navigate. Ooh, 003. Hey, there we go. Oh, I had that outside. Well, I probably died then. Uh, failed. Oh, I actually passed. Okay, well, the, in which case, uh, Marv wasn't in the uh, wasn't like riding shotgun and wasn't doing the nav doing the navigate job. Uh, this is maybe between uh, Lucky and uh, Fingers here. That you remember that I mentioned that the valley you were in, you were heading from the south to the north. Right. Well, this house is perpendicular to that off the road. Each of these has been looking in one of the four cardinal directions. The only one that you haven't found so far is the one that was looking east. All right, so let's go to the east side of the house and start looking all over around the windows for objects. That'd be the service quarters. Um, also as um, in particular Lucky has been reading about this, uh, Lucky can give me a, um, a... I'm gonna put this down as an int roll, but I'll give you a bonus die because it's recalling something you may have read very recently. Something about angels. Mm -hmm. I rolled an 84 two times. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? Um, what is my intelligence anyway? Oh, my intelligence is 85. Well, okay. I passed, so I passed you both times. You succeed then. Right. Um, in which case, you might have actually read this uh, particular quote that reading would be one of those books. Reading in the books in the other room. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Uh, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden, to uh, till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden 
of Eden, uh, uh, cherubim, cherubim, uh, and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. It's the Garden of Eden story. The thing that uh, strikes in your mind is that word cherubim. Yeah, the because, cherub. As mentioned, all those books were open on various depictions of angels in the various different religions. A cherubim is a four-headed beast with the faces of a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. Oh, an ox and an eagle. We've had seen an eagle. We've seen the ox. Uh, We've seen the man. So now we look for the the cherub. For the lion. For the lion. But where, wasn't there a lion here with the other animal? There is, but it doesn't look as though it's not painted black and it doesn't seem to be made of lead. There's a lion somewhere. So east side of the house, near a window. I'm wondering, even before we start looking, if we should put these back the way they were. Well, right now, the way they were, this place isn't really a nice uh, (laughs) place. There's dead things walking around here. And and clones or, or, or... what if, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that we're here, but what if there's something that's been trapped here and we're on the verge of letting it loose? Well, don't you want to let a, a ghost loose and, and, and rest in peace? What if it's a bad ghost? Well, it can rest in peace being bad. Somebody bound it here for some reason. Let's find the lion, though. Okay. So should we put the, the one in the dining room back facing the window? I don't think we moved it, did we? Oh, I, I moved did. it. He turned it oh, around. You did it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay, all right. So we'll, as long as I'm not too far from there, I run in, turn it back. Maybe it's, it's because no. we disturbed them that, of course, we didn't really do anything with the, the eagle either. Just looked at it. Mm-hmm. I was the yeah. only one that disturbed Tried to lift it. But I did turn the, I did the turn the head around to show him. Mm-hmm. So it's on. It's on casters. It's on wheels, so it does move pretty easily. Right. Yeah, All I, right. I, I so, think it's a. I just think it's a bad idea to keep things the way they were here because, because the way things were going, they were about to feed us. Rot, rats, and they were going to poison us. But that's after you moved it. Huh. Would you know that? <laughs> but, oh. <yeah. laughs> well, you obviously Secret. moved it when you were in here setting the table. Uh, okay. <laughs> Seeker said he saw something in the garage, and that's before we saw any of these things yeah. or touched them. So we were seeing things before that happened. Let's... Um... Let's find the lion. Yeah, let's find the lion. So I'll, I'll still move the ox facing the window just mm-hmm. to go with... Yep. No worries. I'll them, but I'm, again, just kind of like... I carrying the gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you, you head out into the kitchen then, which would then be... You need, then need to go through the covered walkway to then get to the servants' quarters. Uh, Rosemary's still stirring the pot, making sure that the stew is uh, doesn't stick to the bottom at all. Um, Any more rats? Uh, just, just the trail of the two that you saw earlier. One going into the pantry, one running out into the uh, 
into that of where you're going now and you can hear movement in the in that covered walkway and jeremiah pops back in pops back into sight ah oh, hello there uh, any more drinks yeah no, no, thank you at the moment thank you ah okay and i presume you're just heading through then yes yeah but before we go jeremiah yes um how many lesters are there um I'm bit, as far as I'm aware, there's only one Lester Goodman. There, there's two in the entrance hall, or in the in, on the couch. My uh, guess is if we go back in there, there's only going to be one. No, uh, there's a knock at the front door. Mm-hmm. Uh, pardon me, I'll have to go and I'll have to go and get that. Say hi to Lester's Lester and Lester for me. Oh, certainly. And as you you head on through, you hear him open up the front door, and indeed, there's another conversation of. Ah, oh, Mr. Goodman, how pleasure to see you. Ah, oh, hello, Lester. And then there's a trio of Lester, 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 hello, 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 from the from the lounge. <laughs> Boys, what the hell is going on? We're going to end there's up with a three... house full of Lesters. But they they, they don't even think it's weird. Like, they, it's... they seem friendly enough. It, he He doesn't think there's more than one, but there's clearly three of them in front of him. Acknowledging each other. There are stranger things. What's the quote? There are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. It's Horatio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a funny feeling because there's some sort of weird magic going on here, and we're in the middle of a trap. But I don't think it's a trap for us. I think you're right. Uh, the, the the snow is painfully cold the deeper you get into it, but as you get closer to the house, it it seems to to wane and keeps you from leaving. Well, then we are trapped. So, I mean, look, my fingers are still ugh, a little bit better, but wow! And I was just out for a few minutes. That's unnaturally cold. We've seen these people over and over again. Who knows how long we've been trapped here. Thinking of having warmed up a bit, then Warwick can regain one hit point. Thank you. As as you're out in the covered walkway, uh, you can hear the wind howling above the, the much thinner roof here. You've got two, well, in fact, technically you've got four doors. You've got the two either side of you that go left and right that would lead to the outside into the garden. And then you've got two ahead of you, one on the left and one on the right. Look as though they go into two different rooms. Uh, the doors are both shut. Which one, Martin? Uh, the one on the right. All right, let's see if they're you locked. Open, you open it and I'll cover you. I got my 38 auto. Okay, so looks like Warwick's opening it up and then Marv's holding the gun at the ready. Yeah. And I'm hiding behind him. (laughs) Gotta love that ablative armor. (laughs) Right, you push open the door, guns at the ready. It's a dark room, but you can just about work, uh, make out with the light coming in from uh, coming from the room you're in, uh, what looked to be 
hanging lines or washing lines across the room. And maybe as your eyes start uh, acclimatizing to the dark, it looks maybe like a mangle in a corner. It looks like you found the laundry room. See if there's a light. See if there's a a statue or something with a... I'll feel around the wall for a light switch. Yeah, there's there's a light switch. You flick it on and boom. Yes, it looks like a laundry. Even a newfangled washing machine up in one corner as well. Anything that looks heavy, like a, maybe an iron that's actually made of lead? or uh, There is indeed an iron in there. Um, there's other bits of equipment, but nothing that looks like it could be an ornament or decoration. Certainly nothing that looks like a lion. Okay. All right, so let's try the other room. Okay. Same thing. Same procedure. Yep. Right. Door opens up. Again, it's black in there, but you can see that this evidently looks, you can see immediately in front of you that looks like a wardrobe pushed up against the wall. Um, This looks more like a living quarters of some kind. You can make out the corners, the edges of two beds that are slightly separated on the left-hand side. Lights on. Oh, yeah, you, you flick and turn the lights on. As you do so, for a, like a half a second, you can register the fact that there's another door uh, tucked away in the corner, which goes into what looks like a lavatory because there's enough light going through here. That is, they've got their own small toilet in the corner. Um, that There's a couple of beds with actually a couple of suitcases placed out on uh, top of them. Uh, then there's two wardrobes. There's a table and chair. And at that point from behind you, you hear Rosemary... Uh, but even he stood in the doorway, uh, uh, exclaiming, pardon me, but that's my, that's our private room. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. We were told we could go anywhere except upstairs. She, she stood there kind of with her hands on her hips, a smile gone for one of the few times that you've seen her. And she says, Yes, but how do these people have some degree of... And at that point, it's almost as if she's hit by a freight train that this figure flies about three foot off the ground, uh, long black hair running um, out behind her like it's being caught in a breeze, this grey marbly skin, her huge mouth and descended teeth open as she grabs hold of Rosemary and hits her with a speed of about probably 60 to 80 miles an hour. And you hear this almighty (laughs) squelch come from somewhere inside the kitchen out of sight and everything goes quiet for those that haven't seen it can you give me a sanity check I haven't seen that okay yeah I, I, I believe think me I've, I've seen every sound everything that you've said Matthew <laughs> <laughs> do I still I've... take one with just less or uh, you, you've already made one roll for it so don't don't worry, don't oh, worry this again. is sanity um, yep. pass Past. Okay, remarkably then you guys are actually fairly cool with this. Yes, you know. <laughs> at least, have, at least see, seeing this figure fly, let's say three feet above the ground, looking like some kind of uh, demonic, dead, ghostly form and grabbing Rosemary and then there's this thing, squelch. Only in New England. Let's look and uh, we look turn around and look inside to see if there's a lion. Oh yeah, oh, back in the back in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing that your eyes hadn't quite settled upon is that there is a window on the far wall uh, near the entrance to the toilet, 
And then alongside that, there are three shelves where there are little ornaments. Uh, there's little things like snow globes and small tankards and a couple of animal figures, one of which is black, about the size of your fist, and looking into the wall, as if it would be looking east. Looking oh, my bad, looking uh, west. My bad, west. All right. All right, what let's... animal is it? Should it be is indeed a lion. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, far winged the four evangelists. All right, What's... let's... It looks a little like... Again, with another symbol carved into the base. There it is. And that symbol should have brought both of these up at the same time. If you were to put that onto the Camia. This one's a few more letters, if you want to have a go at this one. Starts with two. This is the kind of point we need elevator music playing in the background. <laughs> I can kind of I can kind of hum the girl from Ipanema. Hmm. Any guesses, boys? Um, Barrier. Correct. Yes. Nice. So the four words bind, barrier, obstacle, and prison. It's got to be some sort of a magical thing that's trapped these people. Yeah, something's binding them here in the prison, and there's obstacles and barriers for them to keep from getting out. We've so you're, seen, you're sort of right. We've seen them as they are. We've seen them dead and dying. You've seen, we've seen them in sort of madness, I would almost say. What if that's it? They're here, they're trapped. They were alive, but they eventually died. But tonight is the party for Veronica to transcend or morph into something, according to that. I briefly caught that in uh, when uh, when the first guest arrived. He said something about her being here for 18 months, yeah? And yeah, 18 months. And then there's some sort of transformation tonight that she was going to go through or something like that, wasn't there? And yeah, except that the clock still says it's a quarter past five. Half past. Half past five. Still. And you said Is something it... about sand on the floor? Oh, yeah. Pouring from the second floor up around where uh, Veronica's room, I'm guessing, would be. But is anyone going to address the fact that something just took Rosemary? Oh, yeah, we saw that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think something 
dragged her into the kitchen out of nowhere, right? Is that what happened? That's what happened, right? That, that, My guess is that she's just fine in the kitchen with that stupid shit-eating grin on her face. She's dead. You do I realize. Think she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. She's long dead, and she's some kind of weird apparition. My guess is Lest is dead, too. But, but what just happened then? Like, what? what? I, I'm not sure, but what if one of them isn't dead? You keep seeing the one that looks like a crazed wild woman. Yeah, she was in the kitchen. She was in the pantry. Rosemary went into the pantry when I was there, when you guys were downstairs. And then when I went in to go check on her, that that crazed creature was there. You can all give me an int roll now that you've seen her in a bit more brighter light. Ooh, 23. Nice. I have been rolling beautifully tonight. I got a four. Hey. Oh, great! Yeah, you, your dice love you. They hate me. <laughs> I've never had so many sh little little numbers in this. Because I did get a triple so, zero. So I rolled an eighty-three, but my intelligence is ninety. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. In which case, then, uh, oh, how did Warwick do? Oh, I got a hard hard pass. Okay. Right. Marv thinks she looks vaguely familiar. Can't quite place it though. Then Warwick's going, yeah. Actually, now that I've I've seen her, yeah, there's definitely some familiarity. I mean, could it be the the woman in the picture above the fireplace? Yeah, the wife. Lucky is certain. Yes, it's the woman above the fireplace, or as he's been named, Augustus, Augustus Wayland's dead wife. Uh who died in childbirth. What the hell? His dead wife that died in childbirth. So she's still here. She's she's dead but not dead. This this trapped. But but this, but she's... this is the craziest shit. You know what? I I would really like to just go to Canada. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, but right now there's a storm outside that would kill you if you tried getting well, up to the main road. Considering that storm outside, maybe Mexico instead of Canada. <laughs> what well, um, we should that that creature can kill us though. When I ran into her in the kitchen, God, if I didn't get away as fast as I did, I I'm not sure I would have made it. She scared you. Worse than that, she was like doing some sort of. I can't explain it other than she was draining me. I would have withered away had I been in her presence much longer. So you were hurt by her, because I was wondering if any of these people could actually hurt you. But you say you were injured. There's actually one thing I've forgotten to mention uh, for Warwick. I don't think it's come up so much yet. Uh, you've lost 13 int, you say? Yeah, 13 int off of my 85, so I'm down to 73. Okay, so you've lost less than half of your starting int. So at the minute, you have one penalty die on all mental-based skill rolls. I think oh, most okay. of yours has been just uh, mainly physical and observational type stuff, which kind of, I won't count that as like, mental, it's mainly like, knowledge-based skills. 
no alcohol in the house because they haven't had alcohol for 18 months. Who knows? The gasoline is all gone because it's evaporated. And who knows what that coffee was? For goodness sakes, there's it's rat soup that's going to be served if it ever gets past 5.30. No, not necessarily. I think that at one time it was a delicious soup. And then at some point the rats got to it because everybody in the house was dead. But not necessarily. The coffee may have been something that was perfectly good at one time. That's what we got. And later so we're on, we're having ghost coffee. We're having ghost coffee. So ghost soup might be delicious. Rats or come later. Yeah, but but there's real rats in the ghost soup. There's real or, dust and cobwebs in the house that. Aren't we somehow living the past and the present? I think we're caught in some sort of a time thing, maybe. It's always the same time here. It's always getting ready for a party. Well, we should that? see what's upstairs. When, when Lester came here at the front door, he seemed confused about the date. He was shifting. Yeah, and then he saw himself, and then he saw himself again. I wonder how many Lesters there all are out in the parlor now. Sounds like there's more than when you last went out then. Maybe that's the party. We should go upstairs. Yeah. Maybe we'll at the up, end of yeah. the evening the last just start to leave one by one too. Well after after Veronica makes her transformation into whatever it is she's transforming to. It's the sand. The sand's weird. Yeah. Let's just hope that whatever they need to do to have her transform doesn't involve us. You know, when you first told me about that sand, I kept thinking, you know, these eccentric people, maybe she had a good time at a beach one time and just wanted to make a beach room. But, all right. And we haven't seen the master of the house yet either. This Arthur, nope. is Arthur, did you see? Augustus? Augustus. Augustus. He's probably upstairs, so if we go upstairs, we might run into him and he, that might not be a good way to meet him. This is so I very strange. Care. At this point, we need to figure out what the hell's going on. We should go agree. I, yeah. I agree with you. Okay, so before we go upstairs, way. before we go upstairs, would anybody like a bathroom break? <laughs> it's been a couple of hours playing. I could use one. Two minutes later. So you're heading upstairs, you say. So that would involve leaving where you are in the covered, uh, the covered walkway and heading back into the kitchen. Uh, when you go in there, the first thing that hits you is this, uh, is the nice coppery smell that's interwoven with the wonderful uh, aroma coming from the pots on the stove. As you can't help but look, but see that it looks like rosemary is plastered over one wall. Um, there's an eyeball that's sliding down the side of one of the cab uh, one of the cabinets. There's most uh, kind of half of her face is now just this slopped mass on the floor. There's bits of bone which have embedded into the wooden cabinet doors. Uh, some of some of her is now uh, laying on the uh, on the uh, on the range stove. You can all give me a sanity check for this oh wonderful yeah. obliterated Shit, fail. Fail. Maybe two. Again, Lucky is seemingly um, a bit mean to this, but I'm, it is I'm point to you this got to be just one ghosts. Yeah. So one for point pace, for, oh, no, it's one point if you pass. Fail is D4. Oh, okay. D4. 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 D
Three. A four, of course. Just ghosts. It just goes. It's just ghosts. It just goes. That's all. Like that makes this... it any better. <laughs> my, my mother told me about this sort of stuff. As you're looking at Rosemary, kind of plastered over the one wall and over the range cooker, you hear this, oh dear, dear, uh, sound coming from the, the entrance into the library. And there's the maid stood there, kind of shaking her head, going, I've got so much cleaning up to do in here. Rosemary. And she, yep. And she proceeds to walk over to the, uh, walk over to the door that goes into the storeroom, picks up a mop and, mop and bucket and starts mopping the remains of herself off the floor. This explains Lester, Lester, and Lester a bit more. I'm gonna look at the guys and say, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> She's cleaning up herself, but it's not bothering her at all. Like, well, well, nothing seems to click with them. They're, they're, they're not right in the head. I, nothing here is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll check out. Yeah, after we check upstairs, I really think we should try hunkering down outside of this house and maybe the outbuilding. Just, I well, don't... I was I was thinking, what do you think of this? The old... The, the, the statue looking out the door, out the window, towards the front. That one says obstacle. Obstacle. What if the obstacle is the snowstorm? Okay. And what if we were to damage the sigil that's on that particular statue? What if that then allowed us to leave? But but if we never came by, what would it be for? To keep if, something here. Yeah, it's probably them, those creatures that are in this house. Something. We're going to go upstairs and find out. Yeah, let's do this it. This time I'm pulling out my gun. I think we all have our guts out. <laughs> I, think, I think also, and this time I lean towards Warwick when I say it, I say, and if we can't grab some of that gold and silverware on the way out when we go, because they're all dead and they ain't going to use it. I'm fine with that now. Let's resolve the issue at hand first. Yes. In which case, as you then go into the hallway, heading towards the base of the stairs so that you can then go upstairs... Um, the door, there's a knock, it opens, another Lester comes on through, and descending the staircase is the person that evidently was painted in the portraits in the lounge. Wait. There is Mr. Augustus Wayland himself. As he comes down the stairs, he greets Lester. Oh, Mr. Goodman, a pleasure to see you. Um, he then turns to Jeremiah, who's opening the door, says, ah, so uh, has everyone arrived now? And he turns to his master and says, indeed, sir, yes, every everyone is here. Uh, I think we should uh, like to call everyone through into the dining room. So, yes, yes, certainly, certainly. And he guides Lester into the lounge, at which point, obviously, Augustus comes to the bottom of the staircase and sees you three. Oh, um, hello there. I understood from uh, my man Jeremiah that we had guests. Um, apologies for being busy, somewhat busy upstairs. Uh, Augustus Wayland, pleasure to meet you. Augustus Wayland, uh, yes. Warwick. 
Warwick Linton. What a fine beard you have there. Yeah, he, he grins. Oh, indeed, I like to uh, like to keep it well groomed. Mr. Whalen, how long have you been trapped in this house? He looks at you, suddenly almost taken aback. Um, sorry, what what do you mean, trapped? You see, there's a blizzard going on outside. Okay, he looks over to the to the window. Since you've last been in here, the curtains have all have all shut. Um, open the curtain. You have a strange and unusual okay. house, Mister Mister Wayland. Yeah. In which case, as um, Marv opens the curtains, you're confronted with a brick wall where oh, the windows shit. should be. Oh. And and we looked out that window before, and there was no. Or this. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's getting thick. Oh oh. So we, we turned all of the faces back. We, we remember before we went up, we need to start turning them back inwards again. Check the front door though. Open oh. up and a wonderful wall of brick. In fact, kind of reminiscent of the black brick work that you've got behind you. Oh geez. Can I knock the bus statue to the ground? Uh, you, you run into the lounge then. Uh, there's about 20 Lesters in here now that are all having conversations in little groups. Um, you, can, you have to weave your way through them. Uh, a couple of them can raise, uh, cool, raise a hand in salute to you. Say, so, oh, hello there. Uh, hello there. Oh, you, more, more staff. Didn't realise Augustus had brought himself uh, some more, uh, more staff. I think, no, he hasn't. No, these are, these are guests for the party. Oh, they're here off to see Veronica before she goes to summon her angel. Oh, it's yeah, join the party. And you smash over the bust, and it hits the ground with a big crash. Uh, falls off the uh, marble pedestal, and you know, it doesn't fall through the floor, but definitely cracks the floorboards beneath it. Yeah, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a load of Lesters looking at you. They all look kind of stunned for a moment, and then just start applauding, all in all in unison. Bravo! What? 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 Do you, what do you, you, you had, had they hired you for the party or the, the other entertainment? Just security. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, you've got to got to watch out for those busts. I mean, they come out of nowhere. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll ruin any party you see. Yeah. What exactly. does that mean? She's summoning her angel. Uh, one one of the Lesters turns around uh, to you. Says, "Oh, hasn't uh, hasn't Augustus told you?" We just got here. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. He points to uh, Lester. Points to Augustus. Yeah, his daughter's trying to perform the Abramelin operation, trying to summon her holy guardian angel. Eighteen months of intense isolation and study, and more more prayer and worship than any one person would probably normally go through in their life. Isn't that right, Augustus? He he nods proudly. Indeed, this will be a a remarkable undertaking. You know, I, I think I. I think I tried that once, but uh, something didn't work. But I'm sure my I'm sure my daughter will succeed where 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 I may have may have failed. Where where were you getting your information from to to do this process? Do you have oh. a book here, maybe? <laughs> well, funny you should say that. Uh, you know that uh, 
like scoundrel McGregor Mathers. He did the translation of the version that was found in France. Uh, he called it the Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramel and the Mage. Uh, I think it was a pretty flawed translation, personally. You know, that's where it messed up. That's uh, Because, of course, he said it was six months. But really, 18 months. Three times magnitude. How do you think it, a man like Mathers would be able to make that much of a stake? So I put out feelers, and it was uh, dear old Mr. Goodman here, and all 20 of them cheer. Hey! Uh, it was him that actually managed to source a copy of Dashbook Abramelin in high, early High New German. And that does the same procedure? Oh, in, it just takes longer, that's all. So it's, say, 18 months of prayer rather than six months. I mean, you still have to obviously do the whole uh, kind of conversing and gaining the knowledge and sympathy of your angel before you summon and bind all the demons of hell so that they become no longer a negative influence in your life. But once all that's taken care of, yeah, she'll have all the powers that were invested by um, by, by the ancients, really. Okay, okay. And then you just heard what you said. Okay, summon mm -hmm. the demons from hell and then bind them. Now... Yeah. So, so you're going to summon the demons from hell here. Oh, now, up, up, what upstairs, we've got a room especially put aside for it. But, but, okay, but what makes you so certain that you can successfully bind them here? Well, the we, won't bind, we won't bind them unless we're told by the angel how to do it. That's part of the deal, you see. That's, this is how the operation works. So, so tonight, the demons from hell are coming here? Oh, no, 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 no. That'll be 18 months' time. I mean, this is all to start off, uh, Veronica, that she'll start her operation tomorrow. 18 months' time, her angel turns up, she learns how to do this, she learns all the secret uh, sigils and cameos that she needs to perform, she'll draw them out in the sand in the room we've got set up says, she'll summon and bind even Lucifer himself, they will no longer be a negative influence in her life, and she'll be able to channel the force of God. I don't see what the problem is. Do you believe that well, today's date is... September 24th, 1924. Uh, I thought it was the 26th, but yeah, 26th. that sounds about right. 18 months ago. It's October 1925. We just arrived, and it's been 18 months. Something in your magic is going completely wrong. You're trapped here. 12, 13, no, it's been 13 months. September to October, one year later. Um, you can see that there's this kind of dawning realization that as if the penny has dropped for Augustus. And he wanders over to the window in the lounge uh, that's still, now this, this is also closed. He pulls it open and sees the brickwork inside. And then he turns and looks with this just look of utter horror on his face and just says, oh God, all the Lesters disappear in the room. Oh shit. <laughs> and he, he's just, he stood there still. Uh, there's only him, oh him and the butler, the butler's in the hallway. Uh, the butler comes in, uh, well again with this look of confusion on his face, saying, what, what happened? And Augustus just kind of slumps down on the sofa and holds his head in his hands and just starts to rock back and forth. Lester, what, what, uh, uh, I'm going to go over and poke him. <laughs> oh, he's, so, he's solid. What, what is it? Augustus. Uh, 
we haven't we haven't got much time. Uh, I I I remember now. We I tried to summon the to summon the holy guardian angel myself. This is why this why couldn't I remember this? That it's only when you said that we're we're trapped here that we've we've been here for so long that just suddenly everything fell in place that we I, I, I tried to summon the I tried to perform the operation myself. I tried to, I, I wanted my wife back. And instead of instead of an angel appearing, it was it was something that took that took the shape and form of my wife. My poor Evangeline lying out in the crypt. And she she came and she Well everything everything went black. The last thing I remember was something tearing at my throat. We've we've seen her. Yeah. I, I I tried to stop my I, I could see what was happening in the house, although I, I couldn't even see myself, but my daughter tried the same thing afterwards, trying to trying to find what what had, what had killed me. She was convinced that she had the power to hold this thing back and would command it. I don't think she did, but she set something in the house that would keep this thing here, that keeps all of us here, and now this thing, it just, it keeps it keeps destroying us, rebuilding us, destroying us again, over and over and over. It can't get out, but it makes our lives, well, what's left of our lives, a living hell. And now you're in here too. How how did you get in here? Just walked in. Uh, you seem we... to know a great deal about the occult. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a scholar. Marv, what were you going to say? To say, how do we stop it? Yeah. Uh, well, there's um, how do we there's, send there's it back? Yeah. I mean, there's various there's various options. Um, demons are can be controlled in a number of different ways. Um, the best thing I can think of would be a a, a pentacle, a binding. Um, it, it's, it's in the Goetia, the Lesser Solomon the King. We've we've got a copy in the library. Let's okay. go to the library. Go to the library. We'll start reading. We will find this together. We will figure this out. Right. Is there a particular time she comes through the house, or is it completely at random? Uh, at random. We. I honestly don't know how much time we've got. Right. He leads you through into the library, and pretty much goes straight to one of the books on the shelf. It's a fairly slender. Uh, volume bound in what looks to be uh, red leather. He pulls it down. Uh, it's a fairly lengthy title. Say it's the Goetia, the Lesser Key of Solomon the King. Uh, also has the name translated by McGregor Mathers on the on the spine. Uh, he starts flicking through uh, this book, and you see that it's got lots of round little symbols, which then have the similar kind of line and sigil. Uh, pattern in the middle, but each one is ar arranged with a name around the outside, uh, the name of a the name of a different demon, and he gets you through to a particular page that has this upon it. So he says the the triangle at the um, in the corner is a where a, a demon can be summoned and bound. Um, it needs to be 
written in various different colored chalk um, on a white on a white surface. Um, I'm sure we've got some we've got some chalk around here somewhere. I, I can find that. Um, but then the um, we'll, we'll need the wand from from upstairs. Uh, I, I'll, I can go and find the chalk if, you, if one of you wants to go and get the wand. Then that's uh, it's in the it's in the oratory. So okay, it's the okay. um, it's the uh, the third door, the the one before the last door that goes into the into the toilet. I'll I'll find it. Mm -hmm. I'm going with you. You shouldn't go alone. Okay. Right, so I'll, he starts. Uh, I'll stay with. Uh, uh, what's his name? Augustus. 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 Right, in which case he starts uh, tearing apart the storeroom trying to find chalk. Um, you need various different colours. So, in fact, you need. I think it's red, green, and blue from memory. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, yeah, there we go. The. Oh, it's black. That's it. So, different colours of chalk required black for the triangle and the writing around uh, for Michael. All other names in red, the central circle filled with dark green. So he starts pulling up, um, basically say tearing the storeroom apart, trying to find them. Um, you do find there is also a series of uh, lanterns in there that so they have some uh, kerosene in there. So there's other bits if you do need extra light. And the other, the other two are going upstairs, yes? Right. Um, as you head up the staircase, oh. at, the, <laughs> at the very top, uh, there is a huge painting of, well, it looks like a figure with six wings. Uh, those of you, if you've seraphim. got uh, any theological background, seraphim. a seraphim. Um, so with this heavenly cloud, uh, cloudy background behind it, a pillar of light descending, uh, descending upon it. And then there are four doors which lead off here. So, second floor plan. Give you an idea of the layout. And you mentioned it was right by the bathroom, right? Yep, the Left. door that before, before the bathroom. So, you've come up the stairs. You're at the top of the staircase. You've got the door that's immediately to your left, which, um, well, is closed. Then the door that goes into the next room, that has a layer of um, what seems to be a wax seal that runs along the bottom of the door and then goes up a foot on both sides. Then that's there's the next good. door, and then the one at the far end is open, and that little square room you can see is open, and also has a, me a metal spiral staircase which goes up in the bathroom up to what you think would be the, say, the cupola above it. Uh, there's by door number three, the one he said is the door to the oratory, uh, there is a dustpan and brush that's in the pan are some small remains of the same kind of ash that's been dumped outside. What's being burnt? I wonder, is this people? Is this burnt up people? All right, let's go into the oratory and, uh, and search. I think that's where this was supposed to be, right? Yeah. Yep. Let's advance cautiously. Yeah. And so you yeah, you be you be hot on the uh, Tommy gun because this thing may not be killed by it, but forty-five slugs are gonna push it to the ground, whatever it is. Hopefully. Yeah, All right, you you head into the oratory. Who's opening the door? I'll open the door. I want to yeah. make sure our Tommy gun is yeah. unimpeded. 
Okay, you open up the door. The light that comes in from the balcony is just enough to illuminate the room. And when the light hits a particular object in there, there is a rainbow color that just spreads across the walls in all directions. The room is completely lined with white pine. This looks like the, um, the work of a master craftsman has put this room together. Um, you can see there's panels along all the walls, the ceiling and the floor has been completely replaced with planks of white pine that, have, uh, that fit perfectly together. In the middle of the room is a cuboid altar, so rectangular. Um, upon it there is a what looks to be an incense, uh, incense burner and then immediately above it is what's casting all this rainbow colour refracting the light from the doorway. A ornate, what looks to be an oil burner that's hanging from the ceiling. Um, obviously the oil long since burnt through the wicks, the wicks pretty much gone, but this is an exquisite piece of work. Uh, but also on the far side of the altar, this say cuboid altar, you can see what looks to be a shaft of wood sticking up into the air at a, an odd angle. I'm kind of motion for fingers to kind of move in, and I'll cover them. Walk in behind. Step in and, and walk over. Okay. There's an open doorway as you go in that's off to your left, and you can see it opens up into a room that otherwise looks fairly empty, other than the fact the floor is completely covered with sand that has been raked very meticulously so that it is, you probably think, about an inch or two deep. That's what uh, Jeremiah was telling us when you were out at the garage. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so looking all over for the uh, apparatus that we are here to uh, mm -hmm. try. Well, the, uh, the wand, that shaft of wood sticking up at an angle would certainly fit the description. All right. Anything, it looks like it's uh, quite, quite pointed and then it's like a cone but very much elongated it gets wider as it goes down but it's quite long and as you approach the altar and approach approach this length of wood mm -hmm. you realize it's sticking out through the back of a figure dressed in a black dress that's fallen upon it so it's gone through her ribs and then back out out of her back so her face is face down but she's holding the base of the wand beneath her as if she's fallen on it deliberately is, does this look like the uh, the creature that I ran into in the pantry and that uh, swung by and grabbed uh, uh, Rosemary? No. Uh, you have a look down and maybe pull up the face, uh, getting your getting ash all in your hair or in your hand in the process because it's all laced in with her hair. Uh, Veronica's dead, smiling face looks back up at you. Right. And her body looks like it's been there for about a year. Oh, my God. Oh. This has gone horribly wrong. Um, I need to retrieve this. I grab the uh, the wand and try to remove it from her. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can give me spot hidden rolls. All right. Uh, where's the other? There's the other. Uh, fifty on the dot. Fifty exactly. And okay. Oh no. Five exactly. It's but Yeah. Okay. So that's a success. Regular success. Okay. As you're rolling her over on her side and trying to pull this wand out, because the, the widest end is the bit that's below her, so you've got to pull it out the long way. Yeah. 
uh, through her. Um, you think you catch movement out of the corner of your eye. Oh, shit. I'll immediately turn. <laughs> okay, um, you turn towards that door that goes into the room that's full of sand. The room that uh, was mentioned is the room that's been specifically designed for summoning and binding demons because you would be using the wand to um, to draw out the various magic squares and sigils in the sand. And hovering about uh, a foot off the ground is this figure that you've previously seen, who rushes towards both of you like a banshee, screaming. Uh, we'll, go into, we'll go into uh, dex order. Uh, 65. 75. Okay, uh, she is going on dex 100. So, um, yeah, Warwick has got Warwick's the one pulling out the one. So, yeah, she thinks you're the uh, you're the nastier piece of work here. Um, she's going to fly over. To, uh, she flies over towards you. These talon-like hands, which have these horrible claws uh, at the end of them, she tries to slash at you. What's your fighting brawl skill? It is tremendous at forty-five. Okay. I have a skill of 45. Do you want to attempt to fight back or dodge? Uh, let's see. My dodge. Ooh, but my dodge is 50. Oh, yeah. I will do a dodge. Okay. Ah. All right. I'm going to swipe at you then. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Looks like those good rolls have been on my side as well. <laughs> uh, so should I try rolling a dodge or am I hit regardless? Well, if you get a reg, if uh, hang on. you said your skill is forty-five with your yeah. attack, so that would be. Oh, I failed anyway, miserably. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I might. Yeah, I'm, I've got a half. So, in which case, there's this almighty rake as she just she almost flies through you. Um, she rakes you across the chest. And then four massive, uh, deep red gouges appear across ac across your chest. Uh, you oh. can take that'll be two plus one, three points of damage. Uh, oh, not good. Okay, I'm at half hit points. Okay, it's not being taken in one hit though, so you don't have to worry about making a yeah. con roll yet. Uh. Right. So it swung, it swung through, uh, flown through the air. Um, again, almost like a speeding car doing this. Uh, next highest dex? 75. Right. Mark, what do you do? I'm going to light this bitch up. <laughs> okay. Um, are you, okay. Are you pulling the trigger How and keeping it pressed? Do you want to go full auto? Are you doing a single shot? How, how do you want to fire? Oh, I'm definitely going to go full auto, but I think I'm only going to do two volleys. Okay. Can I do so? Okay. That'll be the first one you make is a regular SMG roll, and then the second one will be a roll with a penalty die. Okay. So I need, you need to resolve both of them separately. So do the first one. So just regular roll. <laughs> um, I got an extreme with the first one. I got an eight. <laughs> Oh right, okay. So that's the first five bullets uh, hit. Then, so that's that's gonna hurt. Okay, and the second one. Um, okay. 
critically uh, missed, it'll go into me, probably. <laughs> oh, God. 24 is a hard success for the second one. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be all five on the first one, and then three on the second one. So, wow. the eight, so eight times two is 16. Uh, that'll be eight D10 plus 16, please. Jeez. All right. <laughs> so, uh, 32 plus 16, you said? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So, That's... 48? 48. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you you fill the bitch full of lead. <laughs> Those uh, black ichor flies everywhere, uh, and I mean everywhere. It starts to splatter the walls. It's uh, you've filled her so f full of holes. It's there's just there's just holes and very little body left. Uh, this mass gets pounded into the wall, and after a, uh, this hail of gunfire, there is just this black mask is sliding down the wall like a piece of like a blot of tar slowly steaming okay warwick um <laughs> let's see i get all all uh, moan in d minor no make it c i'll moan in c minor uh, uh. um i'll get to my feet and uh oh Fuck. I'm dazed. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll go bit. back to try to take the damn wand. Oh, you, 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 you've got the wand out. That's no problem. You might be even leaning on it now, uh, <laughs> using it almost like a walking stick to, to try and to try and steady yourself. Yeah. All right. I... I don't know if she's going to be gone for long. Yeah, this this mass. Uh, if you're, we won't have to worry about rounds for a little while now. Um, you can see that it's slowly, say, so sliding down the wall, but also you think sinking into the wall, as if it's um, oh. pouring into the into the wood. Can I quickly run over and, and take anything and scrape it into scrape it away? Oh yeah, I mean, um, if you want to put it in something, because you're right by the altar. Um, you notice that the side where Veronica's body had hit the ground, uh, it actually opens up like a cupboard, so there's various things in there. Um, without going into exact detail of what's there, there's various what look to be robes, but there's also a couple of boxes that look like they may have hold, um, held more incense in the past. So you can easily scoop stuff into that. And there's a couple yeah, of boxes I'll scoop in there as some well. of her into that and try to and then get it away from the wall where it's retreating to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you easily separate it. So it's got a bit of this stuck in a stuck in a box now. Yeah, it's slowly steaming in there. <laughs> I think we can take the box of stuff downstairs with us. Well, I'm probably running up the stairs at this point. Yeah, with, with the <laughs> hail of gunfire that you just heard up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the door at the top of the staircase uh, to the first door opens, and Veronica stood there, um, panic-stricken, tears running down her eyes. And she just looks at you and just says, I'm so, so sorry. I didn't mean anyone. I didn't want anyone else to get trapped in this. It's okay. Right. Just help us break this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, make things well, right. The, she uh, stumbles forward uh, a little bit behind Lucky and goes into the oratory. 
of looking down at her own body and then looking over to the side where this big black thing is running down the wall. She said, well, that, that will buy us some time. Oh, uh, good. We've, we've, we've got to move before she comes back. Do you know how long that is? Is that like an hour, a day, or? I, I, the most I remember ever getting a strike in a hell was with a fruit knife. So I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, we we got a book. We got a. Why couldn't I've had a gun like that? <laughs> yeah, and she just turns around and starts say, still goes sniffing and sniffling and trying to hold back tears, runs down the stairs. I guess let's go with her. Oh, lucky. We got the we got the wand. What the hell is going on up here? Ah, fuck. That demon bitch fucking attacked me. Marv here, lit her up. What is this? This This is the wand? Yeah, here. Augustus. Is he up here with us? Uh, he's still downstairs. We can't if leave him alone. Yeah, if you're back. running, if you're running back to him, you find he's got into he's got, comes out of the storeroom holding boxes of chalk and says, "I knew we had some here somewhere." Good. So black, red, and green. Um, we need a white a white floor uh, or a white a white surface. Uh, some somewhere big enough to make the to make the triangle. Oh, there's the big the the in between. That, that cemented area where it was painted white just outside, we could go there. There was just a little bit of furniture in it. Yeah, uh, he, he kind of his eyes like a light bulb goes on. Of course, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, need to, we'll need to clear it of furniture and then we'll, we can start We can start drawing it out. All right. So he, he yeah. runs through the kitchen and towards the covered walkway. Yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I'll go okay. with him. Oh, I'll come. Okay. Oh, God, no. This... Hurts like nothing else. All right, we're gonna have to draw this symbols on the floor. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know Hebrew? Um, <laughs> oh, no, it's it's um, Augustus says it's in English, and he just drops the book on the floor and opens it to that uh, section. So just just remember, just copy this uh, over a bigger area as you can. Uh, he's gonna start moving out furniture by himself. Is anyone helping him with that? So I'll get an idea. I'm not like getting down on my hands and he's drawing. <laughs> I will stand guard, observant, hypervigilant. I'll help move, but I, I can't help much anymore because I'm I'm wounded. But I'll well, I'll help with I'll what I'll I fucking help then. Call Jeremiah. Jeremiah, come help. Yeah, he rushes in. Likewise, does um Veronica. does Maid, does Rosemary. So you've got all four of them in here. Where's twenty Lester's when you need them? let's start which case between the well the six of you that are moving the furniture um, you can start throwing it basically into the kitchen they don't care where it lands they just want it out the way so it starts to make uh, make a bigger area Um, as Marv is standing guard you slowly start to notice that in the distance things are changing the hallway so the room that you can see the furthest away from you now the light goes out and it is just pitch black in there. And then as the last piece of furniture goes out, the library goes black. 
and off in the distance you can maybe think it's almost as if that blackness is alive and that blackness is moving slowly towards you but finally augustus comes back in um hands out the chalk basically handing it out to you three in uh directions to say we need to do this quick let's do it all right all right it will take you 1d4 plus two rounds to be able to scribble this thing down as quick as you can on the floor. So, would like someone like to give me a d4 roll? I think Tom should do it. 1d4 Probably. plus what? You're lucky. 1d4 plus two. Two plus two. It's okay, so it'll take you four rounds in total to, for you to complete this. And as he, as he's starting to scribble this down, uh, forming the edges of the triangle so that you can then write the various words um, around it. He says, once the once the triangle's complete, she'll be drawn towards it, but whoever's holding the wand needs to needs to command her and f- force her out of this plane. So he's looking towards Warwick at this point, because Warwick's the one holding the wand. You, oh, I didn't hold it, hand it off. Darn! No. <laughs> oh, I thought if you want to hand hey, it off she, to him, you can do. She hurted but... you. You might as well. You might as well drive her out. She's the one who hurt you. <laughs> might as well have I... her finish me off. <laughs> I I don't think I I don't think I can manage this. I'm I'm dead. You're alive. You've got more power you can draw from. All right. Okay. All right. Here, Marv. I trust Marv on the big piece of machine gun there. Cover me. You got it. Okay, so Warwick's holding the wand. Marv's hold, um, holding cover with the Tommy gun. What's Lucky doing? Are you taking part in drawing the thing yeah, on the floor? Yeah, I'm, I'm helping to draw it on the floor. Okay, so that's your first round, effectively. At, that, at the end of the round, the light starts to flicker in the kitchen, and you can see this figure of um, Evangeline, his, his now dead wife, this demonic form, stalking into the kitchen and striding towards you with this this hateful look in her eyes that almost seemed to glow red, especially as she's looking at Marv. It's like, you shot me full of lead, you son of a bitch. I'm going to rip your throat out, kind of look. Um, did, can I... Hmm? Did somebody tell me the words to say to to cast her out? Am I supposed to make this up as I go? It's written in the book. Uh, oh, okay, and I see it clearly written there. Yeah, it's it is more of an instruction. It doesn't actually have a um, a set list of texts that you have to uh, to read. But the, what the book says is essentially it's your force of will against hers. You need to command her with the force of your will. So it's whatever you say is the is what form that command will take. Oh. But direct, directing that wand is effectively almost like a lightning rod, channeling your your power to command her. If I see her coming, can I send a volley into her? Or... Uh, you can certainly give me a firearms roll. Yeah. All right. Or, or do we want to? Oh, a twenty-three. That is a that is a hard success. Okay, so that'll be half the volley goes in. So that'll be two of your five impact. So that will be 2d10 plus four. Uh, five plus four, it's nine. Okay. That's, you, well, you see, you definitely hit. Um, she starts to do the, uh, the chain gun cha-cha, 
starts to shake in the middle of the air. As she does so, both of her hands rise up around her and there's this almighty crash as it seems like all of the furniture that's been thrown into the kitchen just suddenly smashed in on itself. And now this whirlwind of broken pieces of wood starts to run or fly through the air from the kitchen and funnel its way into the room you're in like it's a, um, propelled by a vortex. There is wood piece of debris detritus flying around at you, so there is a chance people are going to get hit. Um, can I have a dodge roll from everybody, please? <laughs> oh no, that's 51. All right. Fail. Oh, I got a real success. Oh, succeed. Okay. Wait, it's dodge, right? Yep. 50, but I rolled a 51. But I can I can uh, spend luck. I will spend a point of luck to make that a pass. That's a good idea, especially as you're running low on hit points. So yeah. the only there's only one fail then. Okay, yep. yeah, you are basically barraged, almost like sandblasted by pieces of splinters of wood, other larger pieces that bounce off you. It's uh, a bit painful. Uh, you can take three points of damage. Okay, that is round two. Oh, oh. Do, 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 is there a point where am I in a dex roll? I'd love to like try commanding. Point she needs the the triangle needs to be complete. At which point she will be sucked into the middle of it, and then you command. Oh, then, shoot her! Shoot her! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's indeed a clever girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we need to finish this triangle here. Yeah, I mean, you can always take a shot at her, or you can always even try and command her, even though she's not inside the triangle. No, we need to finish this triangle. That's right. what's going to work. I am going to pull out my gun, but I'm also trying to continue mm -hmm. the. Okay. Oh, she is gonna, uh, when it comes around to the next round then, so you've had two rounds out of your four putting this together. Uh, she rushes in from the kitchen, um, riding the wind of this hail of pieces of wood and broken furniture that seems to be swirling around the room in a vortex that circled, uh, that's centered upon that triangle. Um, she's gonna go for the guy with the Tommy gun because he is really messing up her day. So, uh, what's your fighting brawl skill? Um, 40. Okay, so I have a skill of 40. Um, do you wish to fight back or dodge? Well, my dodge is higher at 50, so I think I'm going to go for that. Okay. Right. And roll. Now I'm back to my normal rolling. <laughs> <Whew. Okay. laughs> 59. Um, if I need to spend the luck, I will to succeed. Um, well, at the minute, she is rushing towards you. Um, give me a spot hidden or an idea roll, your choice. Okay. Tire. Oh, definitely my intelligence is 90. Oh. Oh. <laughs> smart crook. And I rolled a 90. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. So, my, attack, my attack roll against you was 91, so at least we're fairly close there. Okay. <laughs> You are fairly sure that the way she attacks you is almost the kind of, uh, very much the same kind of skill that you are. But 
when it attacked Warwick, it was better. So something doesn't seem to make sense to you in that moment. That it's how is it suddenly less effective as a as a fighter when it's fighting you than when it was fighting Rory? Maybe because you filled it full of lead, that might be an explanation for it. But something doesn't. Something at the back of your mind is saying something's wrong here. But anyway, okay. that's. Uh, anyone else wish to do anything in that round? Yeah, I'm going to shoot her. Yeah, and I'll I'll also shoot as long if I can. Like mostly draw with the chalk. Mm -hmm. I'll take a shot and continue draw. Okay. And Marv? Um, I am. I feel like you're trying to give me a clue, but I. I feel like he's probably trying to give you a clue. Too. I'm trying to read my background, and I'm like, I'm not getting it. I don't get it. Uh... It's, not in your, it's not in your background. But it is a clue. Uh, you you can be thinking it through. That's not a problem. Yeah. Right. So if uh, while well, Lucky and uh, Fingers want to take shots, I'll let them take shots. Yeah, I'm gonna do a three, <laughs> one, two, three. Okay, in which case penalty die on all shots. Uh, six. Success, success, and fail. Oh, still two out of three ain't bad. Um, okay, roll damage. So that would be two d ten. Eight. Okay, well that's on top of the nine she's taken, and on top of the forty-six. So yeah, she's uh, certainly taken a pummeling. And from Warwick. Okay, so I'll take a shot, but it's only going to be one shot because I want most of my effort into drawing with the chalk. Mm -hmm. no, that's perfectly reasonable. And there's 35 out of 45, so there's a, a landed hit, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a hit. She's uh, she's not the Matrix. She cannot dodge. Excellent. Uh, not dodge bullets, anyway. So here's my D10, which is a 10. Boom. All right, okay. Um, you, you catch a bullet pretty much straight between the eyes. And she flies back, spinning over herself as she does so, and flies back into the kitchen. So it puts you a bit of distance between the uh, between the two of you now. That's three rounds that you've had. You've got one more before the triangle's complete. So she, at the minute, is well out of range. Um, she would have to rush back in, but that would pretty much take, take her action to do so. Um, you can take more pop shots at her at distance, or you can focus entirely on finishing the uh, finishing the triangle. Finish the triangle. Yeah, I'm all about the triangle. Okay. In which case, the only thing that you will have to do, this will be for all of you then, will be give me dodge rolls to see how well you are surviving being a, uh, basically battered by all the flying <laughs> debris. Oh, God. Yeah, 81. <laughs> That's it. I will Break. spend five points of luck in order to pass. Gotcha. Okay. One out of 50. Yeah, I'd have to spend mm -hmm. 31 points of luck to pass. I, I think oh. I, I will not. So, just check because there was a little bit of overlap on the sound. Was that a pass from Marv? Or... Yes. Right, okay. So only the fail from, uh, from Fingers. Uh, in which case, you will take... 
Oh, God. Two points. Oh, I'm really bad. I've got four hit points left, guy. Or actually, you wouldn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like on a scale of one to something, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> My pain level is at, a, at, at an eight. Okay. Well, in which case, then, by the end of the round, that the triangle is complete. Schwant. Right, so the next round will be um, you can see that she rushes in but not in the sense that she is controlling the direction that she wants to go in um, she flies into the room almost like she's being dragged by an invisible force trying to claw at the floor and you can see these claw marks that she's um, scraping through the concrete um, that she's picking up bits and pieces of the floor with her but then gets wrenched into the circle, uh, into the circle that's within the triangle, and she's floating in air and spinning around and round, trying to beat at this invisible wall that's holding her in place. Um, Augustus yells above the wind, which is picking up in here now as bits of uh, bits of furniture are going everywhere. Uh, the maid and the uh, the butler are cowered in the corner, holding each other. Uh, Veronica's uh, pinned up against the wall, trying to lie herself flat, and he's getting battered by pieces of uh, pieces of wood. Augustus just yells to her and just uh, yells to you and just command her to go. Leave this world now. Okay. What's your pal? It is the amazing, high, unbelievable number of 70. Hey. Okay. So I am resisting with 70. Oh. Uh, Give me a roll. Uh, oh, no, 61. Okay, so that's... <laughs> that's a regular That's a regular pass. Regular pass. My 94 is not a regular pass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me a 1d10. Oh, my God, I rolled a 10 again. Okay, that's how many magic points you lose. Oh, uh, that's really bad. <laughs> hey, I'm still going. <laughs> Whew. Oh, yeah. And one point of sanity uh, goes away for the banishment. There's almost as if she implodes on herself like a collapsing star. Um, as she does so, this light erupts out of her and you can feel the thunderclap overhead and this force just rush out at you as she shoots up into the sky or into, into the ceiling and then every bit of light goes out in the house. The wind stops and all of the furniture, the bits of detritus slam down onto the floor and there's just this very distinct silence that falls over everything. Marvin, uh, Fingers, you okay? Uh, Good. I need probably a hospital soon. Wayland, I'm still here. Veronica? Yeah, she. you hear kind of whimpering in the corner and likewise the sound of the maid and the butler getting to their feet. Was that it? Let's get some lights on. There's... There are no lights. The power's probably the probably the power's been gone for a year. But we're still here. Whatever 
whatever's put in place that held her is is holding us. Well, the the, the items, the items with the the carvings. I I guess uh, Veronica just you can hear her call. Maybe in the very dim light, if one of you have uh, has got a torch, we'll say one of you can have a torch. There's one around. Right. Um, you can see that she's kind of shaking her head. She says, I just can't remember. I remember I, I did something, something that kept the thing in the house, something that it, it couldn't leave. I'm, I'm going to use my hands to make sure I don't bash into anything, but I'm going to work my way to where I think the front door is. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And then try to open up the front door and see if we're still in the bricks or we're bricks are still there okay uh, you can then give, I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna say all of you can give me an int roll but I'm gonna ask for an extreme okay a 84 is not I got a regular mm-hmm. I okay. was gonna say that I'm, I was gonna head to uh, the library where that lectern is and yep. Just shoot the lectern. <laughs> Don't shoot it. Just scratch the lead symbol off. It's soft. Okay. The right. lead is soft. Use the butt of the rifle to just hit that. <laughs> okay, um, you you can smash it to pieces um, either by shooting it or with the butt of the rifle. Other uh, the Tommy gun rather. It's heavy enough. Um, but effectively, yeah, you can destroy it. That's no problem. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to do the same to the bus that's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 a little tougher with that because it's such a large volume. Of well, all I'm trying to do is like with a pocket knife scratch the, yeah. the symbol off. Yeah. That that will also essentially work for the purposes of what what it's doing. That the bind is no the binding is no longer there. So is anyone doing anything with the lion and the ox? Oh, now which were the the words on there too. Ooh, One was obstacle. Yeah, because find a barrier. A barrier. Yes. That's probably the brick wall and the and the uh, blizzard. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll t- I'll scrape that one off. The one that says uh, that barrier. Okay. In which case, they it's scraped off all of them, or combination of beating the shit out of the one that was on the lectern. Right. And then as you scratch the last bit off, it'll probably be the ox, because that's the one that's the furthest away from you at the minute, because the other right. one's just in the room next to you. That as soon as that scratch is gone, there's a almost like a series of shutters unrolling that you can see there's a window there now, and that there's glass, and that it's it's fairly dark outside and no hint of there being any snowfall or ever have been any snowfall. Um, the house looks like it's been deserted for the best part of a year and has slowly falling and fallen into disrepair now that you, now the light is shining on everything here. And in the, hall, um, in the covered walkway, you have the four figures that are there, which look to you, but Augustus smiles uh, Veronica, in turn, just looks at you. The the maid, the maid and the butler, turn to you with again a look of almost amusement on their faces. And Augustus just says, "Thank you." 
that was significantly easier than I thought it was going to be. All four of them vanish. And you can hear this buzzing coming from upstairs. Curious, but I would also like to exit. Oh. Oh, you can you can hear it getting louder. Get out of the house. Let's yeah, grab some silverware and shit, though. Yeah, I'll grab a candlestick on my way out. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Okay. If, if you are attempting to to leg it before this thing, whatever it is, descends the two floors, because this thing was up in the uh, the cupola all the time. Um, it's coming down towards you. Give me a dex roll to see if you can grab something and then leave the house. If you're just booking it and getting the hell out of there, you don't need to make a dex roll. You can just leg it. Honestly, I was fucking fourth symbol. Fourth symbol. Sixty-two. Uh, okay, I'm going to now spend luck. <laughs> I got sixty out of seventy. Okay. Apparently, I'm extremely dexterous. Oh, it's just out of dex. I got yep. it. Sixty-two out of sixty-five. I was thinking. There. there you go then. Right, you grab the pieces that you said, like you, you grab the candlesticks, you grab a whole load of silverware, coming up with a candelabra under one arm, uh, maybe even picking up that uh, nice big gold clock as well, and you run like hell out the front door. As you can see, not directly, but you can see the, the light that this thing is casting starts to illuminate the upper floor and then comes down the stairwell. But you're presumably, well, are you looking back or are you just continuing straight out the house? Oh, the curiosity. Have to look back, yeah. Back. If you're looking back, you can give me a sound check. Oh, no. <laughs> 74. No, oh, I don't think that's going to work too well. Nope, it's a fail. <laughs> well, pass is one, I believe. Oh, no, pass is zero, so you're fine there. Failure is d10. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, it's an eight. Ah! Right, now um, you can you can give me an int roll. Ah. Oh no, my int's so high, even with the drop. Okay, intelligence. Oh, 24. Yeah, I really understand what's going on. That's a hard success. Right. In your periphery of your vision you can see the world just descend away into black and little pinpricks of light surround you, but only on the edge of existence. From the void at the centre of all things, you can hear piping, a piping that echoes through your mind as, as it does across the void from the centre of all creation, from the nuclear chaos that exists and blasphemes and bubbles at the centre of everything. What you see is a light that's a ball about maybe three or four foot across with six wings that almost extend ethereally out from it in all directions. This thing is sentient. This thing is the thoughts and blasphemies and mutterings of the blind idiot god given form that was called here and trapped here in this house. This thing which has manipulated your perception since the moment you broke down outside and has made you think you see certain things, hear certain things and feel certain things. And now you've just let it free because you destroyed the binding keeping it here. Everything that you have seen here is a lie. 
and your mind somewhat snaps. How would you like to freak out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, maniacal laughter, just rambling of a madman. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, as as you are rambling and as you are uh, sat there for a couple of rounds, um, this thing, when you finally start to re- almost on the grasp of regaining your senses, um, Lucky has run the hell out the front door and is uh, probably not turning back after having seen that thing, especially as it's coming towards uh, Warwick that's on his knees. Marv, yeah, you're booked the hell out of there. You're not seeing this through the, uh, through the exit. Uh, you can, Warwick hears a voice in his mind that sounds like the voices of Lester, Veronica, the butler, the maid, Augustus, and just asks, because you have performed this service, would you indeed like to see the face of God? <laughs> uh, yes! Sure! <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is uh, using its transformed consciousness role. Can you give me a sanity check, please? <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow, I make that one. <laughs> oh, you, okay, it's only 1d10, San. Yeah, oh, no. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, only three this time. Okay. Well, you, you in, which, in which case, your mind actually survives the fact that when this thing reaches out one of its wings towards you, there is an almighty flash, um, because as mass converts into energy, there is one hell of an exchange, and... You, your physical form is no more. You are now, um, pick a die type. So anywhere between a D4 and a D20. Oh, let's go. Oh, a D12. Never use. Okay, okay so uh, like a, a dodecahedron. Um, you are now this light that takes the form of a dodecahedron, these lines that connect between them, um, spinning in the air, still aware of just that you are only your consciousness, your will is the only thing that remains of you. And that as this thing takes wraps one of its wings around you, it just says, then I will take you to God. And lifts you into the air. Behind you, it's almost as if a rocket launches from the, uh, from the ground and heads into the sky, heading off to that far distant point in the universe where the pipes will always play to keep the blind idiot God asleep. And you are left outside of a deserted house. You've got your Tommy gun at least, and you've got uh, some fairly expensive pieces of uh, pieces of kit. What do you know if our car is actually out of gas? Um, your car is out of gas. Um, however, maybe after an hour or so of uh, plucking up the courage, you can go back to the uh, the one in the garage and find that silver ghost. Yeah, it's actually got half a tank in there. It just made you think that there was nothing in there because otherwise you would have left far too soon. Yeah. And indeed, it, it cranks up like a dream because it's been well kept. And there's two seats. Lucky there's it, two of you. And it's a silver <laughs> cloud. Yeah. Hmm? The ghost. Let's get the hell out of here. 
right? and load, loading up the money from the other car and, lo and loading up with your stuff, you drive away into the distance. And off there in the court of Azathoth, as one of many little glowing shapes that float around the idiot god, Warwick will sing and dance to the tune of that court until the end of time. And that is where we will leave it. So who really won? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're gonna go um, old and die. He's good. Yeah, te wow. technically, you could count that as a failure because you let the thing out. Um, wow. What had actually happened uh, to put some of the explanation on what was going on there is that Augustus, uh, he had got hold of a copy of the book of the sacred magic of Abramelin the Mage. Um, it's a real book. Uh, you can um, you can look it up. Uh, trying to get hold of an original copy is a little bit expensive, but I've tried looking for that for a prop when I run this in uh, in Meat Space. Um, it describes this very long ritual, which is known as the Abramelin operation, which is supposed to be designed that you call forth your holy guardian angel, you converse with it and learn the ability to summon and bind all the demons of hell so that they become no longer a negative influence on your life. And the angel then bestows upon you various gifts that you can use, never for the betterment of yourself, but for the betterment of life of the world around you. Augustus tried to um, do this because he was intent on believe, um, finding out knowledge. If there are angels, there is a God. If there's a God, there is heaven. And therefore, there is the chance that I will see my wife again. Ah. Even though he was doing this for what would be a fairly normal mundane not anything that would be too much of a self-gain it was still very much he was interested in himself learning info which is why it failed um, but any like any bad workman he blamed his tools he believed that everything had uh, basically gone wrong with the book that there was some wrong instruction so he sent out word uh to basically amongst all his occult contacts i want to find an older version of this because the, the story of the book of the sacred magic of abramelin mage goes way back it's um that's a whole thing in itself but it supposedly comes from well, the Middle Ages or maybe even earlier um, and originated out of Germany. So he says, I want an older version of the text because this was from a French translation. That was probably from German or from Hebrew. I want more of the root source and find out basically where did you guys screw up in the translation? And of course, the person that uh, this word and this uh, request gets back to is Lester Goodman, an avatar of Neartholotep. Aha. Uh -huh. So, uh, Neartholotep goes, hey, I can screw with some, uh, some human here uh, in a nice comic comedic way and says, well, here's a copy of the book that you want, the one that's written in early, high, uh, early New High German. And also, here's this wonderful little lamp that you need because it's described in the ritual that every, it starts off like every morning and then every evening and then it's like three times a day that every time you pray in the oratory, you need to light the lamp. Well, this lamp is a beacon of chaos. Um, every time he lit the lamp, it took a magic point from him. And when it hit critical mass, it summoned one of the, uh, what we call a shapeless one. This thought, this uh, blasphemy of Azathoth made manifest as a creature. Um, in the Fungi from Yogoth cycle, the sonnet cycle, it mentions about these strange, shapeless, bat-like things that surround Azathoth. It's our take on one of them. So he summons this thing. He believes it's an angel. And, of course, when this thing turns up on Earth going, well, okay, how did I get here? And this guy starts blabbering on about God. He um, says, oh, would, would you like to see God? And, of course, he goes, hell yes. 
and gets transformed into the same light creature that Warwick uh, got turned into. They are very much like the shapes and uh, odd creatures of light that uh, Walter Gilgman sees in Dreams in the Witch House, those things hovering and floating in the void. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He gets transport transformed into a creature that can survive the trip to the center of the universe and then probably goes batshit crazy when he sees Azathoth and is now this insane ball of light that's spinning around the court forever. But Veronica came back, uh, came back home after the prearranged time that, see, he needed to do this for 18 months. He needed isolation to do it. He belie uh, she believed that he had been murdered and believed that the ritual had been altered in such a way that a spirit had been summoned that were basically killed him. So she set up the barrier in the house under the pretense that she was the same kind of egotist that her father was. She had summoned this thing, trap it in the house and command it to tell her what, um, to tell her what the hell happened, who was ultimately the person that got her father killed. And she couldn't control it when it turned up. She did everything right, but the only thing of hers that really worked was keeping the, bi uh, keeping the binding set so it couldn't leave the house. The, uh, the thing turns up of course, then realizes, hang on a minute, you're trying to command me? I, I don't like this, you filthy little monkey. And drains, uh, drains all of her, or tries to start draining all of her memories. The reason why she had a smile on her face and that she fell on the wand is that she killed herself before it could take all the memories that were in her head. It starts with the oldest ones first. It then wouldn't have the knowledge of how to break out of the ward. But when the servants turn back up, it decides... I'm going to suck your brains dry and find everything that you know about this to find the way to break out the ward. As Jeremiah said, he isn't a cultist. He doesn't know anything about this. He just does what his, uh, his bosses want. And promptly he is turned into a vegetable and it drives the maid crazy when she tries to uh, resist as well by giving her a vision of the court of Azathoth. So that's what, and they basically found, they tried to escape. Yeah. Cause uh, it's a kind of metaphor for being the blind idiot God. The fact yeah. She had no eyes. So. Yeah, she tries to escape through the basement, but ultimately they, they don't get out. And it thinks, the, the being still trapped in the house, thinks, I need to change my, uh, my line of tactic here. If anyone comes close by, lure them in the house, make them think that they're going to um, get the spirits of these people out of here so they're doing a good deed, or at least find the ward. And if they then turn against me, well, I can kill them, and at least they'll know what the next group are going to um, have to come in here and try and break. But yeah, you... Um, you fell for their plight of being the poor, helpless people stuck in the house yeah. and then broke, broke the wards to set it free. So it's now out there and gone, uh, taken Paul Warwick back, uh, back home. Fantastic game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our players included Aaron Din... Here we go again. Denamer. Denamer. Our players included Aaron Denamer. Stuart Lively and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a ritual listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a, a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments if we enjoy reading them and answering any questions we might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of ancient Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.